Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Phantom Troublemaker, and my eyes are are still a little uh, strainy. They're not necessarily sensitive, but they're I like I can tell I was at the eye doctor today. Or the opta okay. I can't ever remember which is which. There's the optometrist and there's the ophthalmologist. Uh, one of them deals with uh, making your prescription glasses and one of them deals with peering into your eyeballs and uh, being uncomfortably close to your face for a large portion of your visit. But I went there today. I'm overdue by probably five or six months uh, for that and for the dentist. And, and for those of you that have been following Needless Things for any amount of time, you know that the dentist thing is inexcusable to me. But what happened is I had my appointment earlier this year and uh, I ended up having to work on that day. And then I, I tried to reschedule at one point and they were booked up for like a month. And then I just, like, Okay, I need to reschedule. Well, we can do it then. We can do it now. I can't do it either of those. Okay, I'll I'll check back. And then all of a sudden, it's five months later, which is what happened with both of those things. But I, I've got both of them lined up. I took care of the eye doctor today. I'm going to the dentist next week, getting it all done before Dragon Con, so I can go to Dragon Con with nice teeth, nice eyeballs. Very important because when only uh, roughly. 15% of your head is visible and your teeth and eyeballs are 90% of that 15%, uh, then you, you got to take care of them, right? Right. So five years ago, I had LASIK surgery, which if, if you're thinking about it, just do it. Just go and do it. It's the one of the top five things I've ever done in my entire life. Uh, I am just now, after five years, getting to the point where in low light, situations I can feel my eyes straining a bit uh, when I'm trying to read or, or you know when, when I have my sunglasses on and I'm trying to look at the GPS like they're very specific situations where I can tell my eyes are straining I haven't had I haven't been unable to read things I'm not having any problems but uh, that that's what they told me five to ten years somewhere between there that I would probably have to pick up uh, reading glass, like over the counter reading glasses, and but that that's the extent of what I should have to have for the rest of my life. So the LASIK it is an absolute modern miracle. Go get it done as soon as you can if you're considering it. Uh, but my eye doctor visit was very nice. I, I like my eye doctor eye doctor a lot. Uh, he he plays bass guitar in a band. He is a very cool guy. And I always leave there feeling kind of guilty because we end up just talking about random stuff, not necessarily just my eyeballs. And so 
I feel bad because we kind of hold up whoever's next in line. Like I should really try to make my appointment the last one of the day because we just sit there chit-chatting about random things. I was telling him about Dragon Con. Uh, I was telling him about my Ray-Ban Wayfarers that I've had for 23 years now that are the best sunglasses ever. Uh, and, and the whole time thinking, I need to shut up and let him get to the next person. Uh, so they're not sitting there waiting for him. But anyway, uh, that went great, but my eyes are still a little funky right now. As a matter of fact, I came home and had kind of a headache because I went and tried to do uh, some stuff after the eye doctor trip. And I know I, I was kind of focusing on things a little too much and like straining my eyes a bit because he puts the drops in that do whatever it is they do. And, uh, you know, you feel like your eyeballs get tight after he puts those drops in. Uh, nobody likes tight eyeballs, right? Okay. Next up on the episode, which by the way, uh, we've, we've already gotten five minutes in and I haven't even told you what this week's episode is. This week's episode is a very special Dragon Con themed needless commentary because Dragon Con is less than two weeks away. Cause I mean, two weeks from now, I will have already sat in and done my commentary, uh, for DCW. It'll be Friday at Dragon Con. We'll be in the thick of it, people. Uh, and, and the big, the big, big stuff will be going on. So it, it's right around the corner. So this is our Dragon Con needless commentary on the 1981 movie Dragon Slayer. We were probably a little harder on the movie than it deserved, but during our first run through, like things, sort of became apparent like, oh, this is weird. This doesn't quite work. This doesn't quite make sense. Uh, so we, we deconstructed a little more than I, I had expected because I loved this movie when I was a kid. And I, it was still a good watch, and some of us liked it more than others, and you guys will get to hear that. And now if you want to watch Dragon Slayer, Amazon's pretty much the only way. I'm sure you can probably find like a budget DVD somewhere for for five bucks or something or who knows it may be like 70 bucks but there hasn't been any kind of recent release uh, and part of the problem is likely that it's a co-production between paramount and disney and that's never a good thing when you've got too many studios involved uh, as far as getting something released later on so uh, but dragon slayer is the needless commentary our pal bobby nash sits in for ryan cadaver who is currently across the sea with his lady although they do check in and as far as dragon con goes what i'm going to do this week uh very quickly is i'm going to run down a couple more panels that i'm doing and tell you about our pal former guest on the needless things podcast mr timothy clark is a guest at dragon con this year which is awesome because i finally get to meet him in person after having him on the show uh, I think three years ago, maybe longer. Uh, one, one of my earliest guests, he was on episode 25 or six, right around there. Uh, but if you don't know, Timothy Clark worked for Jim Henson for years. Uh, he was one of the main visionaries behind the dark crystal, as far as the design of the creatures. And he also created the Boglins and Sectars toy lines. So obviously, you know, I love Timothy Clark and meeting him in person is going to be about as exciting for me as meeting one of the doctors uh, because he had such an impact on my childhood. Uh, and beyond meeting him in person, I will be moderating panels uh, for Tim Clark 
and and that is something that I will be doing for the first time, and I'm very excited about it. So here are the panels. Uh, the first one is The Dark Crystal, Making the Mystics. Uh, sculptor Tim Clark shares his experiences working on the Mystics of the Dark Crystal. Now, he worked on more than just the Mystics, and we'll we'll get into his background with the Jim Henson Company. We'll talk about the Dark Crystal. I'm very, very excited about this. It's Friday at 8.30 p.m. in Marriott, room A704. Uh, and I'll be uh, I'll just sort of be hosting that. Uh, Timothy will be doing all the talking. And then the second panel that I will be moderating uh, with with Tim Clark is Puppets as Toys, the Boglins and Sectars. Creator Tim Clark recounts the origins of the popular 80s puppet toy lines, the Boglins and Sectars, and their future. Uh, that is also in the Marriott, room A704, and that is Sunday at 1 p.m., which is a great, great time because it's not too early, it's not too late. Anybody should be able to make that panel and, I mean, Boglins and Sectars, those are legendary 80s toy lines. And there is a future, and we'll be talking about that as well. Uh, you guys, I couldn't be more excited for those two panels. Uh, Timothy Clark is absolutely wonderful. He was great on the show, uh, and he, he's a brilliant, brilliant creator that does great things. So I highly encourage you guys, uh, Sunday, at, or I'm sorry, Friday at 8.30 p.m. and Sunday at 1 p.m., uh, two panels at Dragon Con that you're not going to want to miss, especially uh, if you're a fan of puppetry and if you're a fan of Needless Things. The, these are must-see panels. So there you go. That is a little bit of what I'm going to be doing at Dragon Con. If you want to know everything that I'm going to be doing all in one place, you can go to supportphantom.com, and uh, for just $1 a month, you will get uh, all of the behind-the-scenes stuff that I post, or you can choose $5 a month and you'll get all that behind-the-scenes stuff and access to exclusive patron-only podcast episodes, uh, which I just put one up complaining about my day job, which has gotten uh, rave reviews, actually, and I'll be doing a Dragon Con episode uh, within the next week. So good stuff going on over there. And I've also figured out how to put multiple pictures into posts so it's looking like from now on any toy reviews that i do and, and there won't be as many as there used to be but any toy reviews that i do are probably going to go on supportphantom.com from here on out uh, because i figured that out now so there you go you guys i hope you're ready to sit back and enjoy the magic of dragon slayer which by the way look up the german movie poster for that which i used for the cover of this episode it is metal as fuck. And it's pretty accurate to the movie, too. So check it out. But before you check that out, check this out. Pixar Land is rapidly approaching being done. I mean, there's a long way to go, but, like, they have the whole track built for the Slinky Dog ride. Welcome to the Mansplaining Disney Podcast with Red Ranger. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> no, no, it's not time for Mansplaining Disney. It's time for another needless commentary. Now, our pal Ryan Cadaver is currently in some godforsaken Eastern European country for some reason, yeah, so he couldn't make it. Style. But Orlando. Oh, oh, although that is a better reason than just being in Orlando. I was uh, going to say, but <laughs> standing in 
uh, or sitting it's, in. It's rather. all Floridia. It's all Floridia. S- sitting in for Ryan is our pal returning once again, Mr. Bobby Nash. Welcome back. So happy to be back. You know, I don't know if I'll I say that after like, the movie, but <laughs> well, we've, we've done our first run through, and I feel like if if I had done this prior to that run through, that would have been a little more enthusiastic. <laughs> so happy to be back. Uh, so happy to wake up. And, and of course, here as always, we, we've already heard from uh, Red Ranger. How are you doing today? I'm back as always. As always, not as always. In his I've bright red few. shoes. Uh, yeah, no, I'm back. Can we talk about these shoes? Can I have these shoes? I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> gonna, going to because I I didn't want to start in on the poor guy right at the beginning. But he wow. is wearing the worst shoes I've ever seen in my life. I, you missed. Ronald, coming, coming from you, that's a statement. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I'm, I'm generally a pretty, like, these are my house shoes, but in general, shoe-wise, yeah, I'm pretty like conservative. like I don't judge on, but like, this yeah. isn't his house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, well, that's what I'm saying. He, he put the, those on, walked out into public, and like, these are... Uh, well, that was my question, was yeah. like, oh, like, because, you know, for costume purposes, obviously, you wear whatever gets you over, but like... That was my first question was, so you as a normal human being are oh, going to yeah. wear these shoes day to day. I bought these uh, right before I went to Disney. These were my walk around Disney shoes. They were super comfortable, very lightweight, and uh, on brand because they're bright red. People in cars Well, right, see. but like as a human being, you're Sean Reed. You're not <laughs> like, you don't have to be on brand every day, especially when it makes you look like a dipshit. <laughs> Like, I don't walk around wearing purple sneakers just as me. Because I, I would like, look like a moron. I like loud obnoxious shoes. No, no kidding. <laughs> what a revelation be, we've had. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so anyway, we've got a, oh, and uh, also joining us, as, as you can hear, is, uh, Arian Gulick. Welcome back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, nobody's particularly excited. We were excited going into this one, which, by the way, uh, we should go ahead and start. So, for those of you listening at home, uh, in honor of the impending Dragon Con, we are watching the... Is it 1980 or 1981? Uh, I think it might 81. have been filmed in 80 and came out Okay, 81. so 19... The early 80s classic. The the, the <laughs> 80s HBO standard. Classic. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Slayer, starring Peter McNichol and Ian McDiarmid. Briefly. <laughs> briefly. Very briefly. Uh, so, the, the only way I could find to watch this uh, easily was on Amazon, just by renting it. It's not even part of their Prime program. There's no fancy Blu-ray uh, that I'm aware of, although I'm sure the only <laughs> comment we'll get is, oh, as a matter of fact, there's a Blu-ray available from an overseas distributor. Thank you for those comments, people. We really appreciate that. As opposed to, hey, that was a good commentary. But anyway, uh, just get on Amazon, rent Dragon Slayer, and follow along at home starting now. Uh, so, I, the reason I wanted to watch this one, like I said, Dragon Con's coming up, so I wanted to find a, a dragon-themed movie. And uh, also... Bobby Nash, as you pointed out, an, an eclipse is an important plot point of Dragon Slayer, yes. and uh, I was totally on top of that too. You guys, planning wise, I'm impressed. Yeah, Absolutely. right. Clearly, so uh, 
doing things. But I I had not seen this movie since I was a little kid watching HBO. It was alongside Swamp Thing and Flash Gordon and, and all the 80s HBO Flash. flicks that, that played in perpetuity, basically. Oh, I wish we were watching that now. <laughs> at the very least, it's a shorter movie. So say we all. Yeah. Uh, but... I wanted to revisit this one because I did have very fond memories of it. Uh, I remember being very impressed by the dragon, whose name is Vermithrax Pejorative, which is one of the most badass names for really? anything ever. Yeah. Which is the most badass thing about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it was one of those things that had kind of a soft spot. I, I had a soft spot for it, but I just haven't watched it since I was a kid. And you guys... So, I, I, uh, this movie I still have, makes me soft. I have, <laughs> oh, this movie oh. makes my penis soft. Yeah. So uh, I never watched it. Like so I can, I can confidently say, like I might have seen like a couple minutes of it, like on TBS or HBO or something. But this is the first time I've like sat down and watched this movie. I can say that with confidence. And I noticed and the sub- it will also be the last. The subtitles are like. Sub subtitles. <laughs> They're very tiny on this. It, it said bird squawking, so I'll speak for the next spell ten minutes. Latin. Uh, Bobby, what about you? I have never seen this movie before today, which surprised me. But as you said, you're not as much a fantasy guy, right? So yeah. it, it, it's and it's not necessarily. You know, I said classic at the beginning, and, and everybody <laughs> sort of snorted at that, and, and with good reason because I don't think this is. If if you brought this to the classics track, of course everyone would be like, "Oh yeah, Dragon Slayer! Dragon Slayer is great." But I think to the general, even the nerd culture at large, this may not be of note. What about you, uh, Ranger? Oh, I'm certain that I saw this as a kid because I was just glued to HBO when we first got cable. Right, so, right. Um, I the only details I remember that were the dragon. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> really, I have a dragon. In it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah. so that fifteen minutes of the movie is great in your mind. Yeah, yeah. There's there's parts of it like oh that's badass. Uh, but um, there's a lot of fire. There's a lot of fire. Their budget for fire alone had to be out of like, fucking out the for their. As we learned, eighteen million dollar budget, mm-hmm. fourteen million dollar box office. Yeah, it didn't work out so well Ugh. for for Disney and who was the other? It was Paramount, Paramount, Paramount Disney, and Disney yeah. co-production. Uh, and, and you Sad. know what? I was I was kind of dismissive in the the intro for this, but I will say the movie looks incredible. The sets and the, no, like the all scenery, the produ- all the production work is great. Uh, yeah, uh, plot wise, no, plot and acting wise. Well, Not like, awesome. this is before Peter McNichol really hit his stride. Yeah. And, like, also, like, he hit his stride more as, like, a, a character and supporting actor as opposed to asking him to be, to tell the hero's journey so much. Well, his major qualification <clears throat> for this was, are you Mark Hamillish? <laughs> are, so, you, are you Hamill-ass? <laughs> Surprisingly, when we were looking up details on it, the, the director before this movie, the movie he did before this, was Corvette Summer with Mark Hamill. So clearly oh, he had a type. Interesting. Yeah, yeah like Bo- type. Bobby found out, like, this, the guy who directed this has actually done good mm. stuff. Like, he uh, he directed Legend of Billie Jean. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote, oh, that would be a good one for a comic. He wrote a bunch of other interesting stuff. He's worked with Guillermo de Grill. Yeah, he wrote Guillermo he wrote, Toro. Yes. Yeah, he wrote Mimic and... Crimson Peak. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he, he, I think he worked on the script for 
uh, Mountains of Madness. Well, and honestly, none of the issues with this or even with the direction. Uh, it's the the editing room definitely. Yeah, it's didn't like help. Confusing, uh, but like I think probably the script kind of sucks too. Yeah, but yeah. If I, I, think that's if I had weakest. to wager. And the the, the, guy, the guy who directed it also worked on the script. So. Yeah, he co-wrote it. Yeah, yeah. The probably the, like just problems all around. Well, and the so, thing is, yeah. it's not. There's nothing. There's nothing that destroys it. No, it's, just, it's, it's not like bad. death by a thousand. It's not even a thousand cuts, but it's like it's a series of like things that like if there were the only negative thing about the movie wouldn't sink it but like in combination make it it, not so great well it kind of feels like too that there's a lot of good scenes they had scenes yeah you know we want this to happen we want that to happen and so we go from scene to scene without a story reason getting us there like like uh we we want him standing uh in the middle of a fiery lake on a stone well, how do you get to the stone? Hey, and then after that, we'll have like a, a lot of that stone. kind of stuff. It's magic, it's fine. And and that's what it is. Is like as you sit down, you know, it, it's got a solid opening, super weird, uh, but you immediately get some characters that are pretty compelling. You're like, oh, this is interesting. I want to see what's going on with these people. And the the flaws are sort of cumulative. Like as yeah. you make your way through the movie, you're like. That other thing was a little lame. Oh, here's another lame thing. Yeah. Oh, these are adding up. <laughs> yeah. It. Uh, I was doing trivia reading, and they said that these guys were just inspired by the scene, the Sorcerer's Apprentice in Fantasia. Mm-hmm. And you can see, like, that was their idea. We have a Sorcerer's Apprentice. Right. He fucks some stuff up. Yeah. Done. <laughs> well, and the thing is, though, they never commit fully to it, because he never really fucks anything up. Yeah. He's yeah. not necessarily great at stuff, but he doesn't... Well, he's just he, not good at killing a dragon. Well, he, yeah. he does have the one initial fuck-up where he, like, brings down the mountain and he mm-hmm. thinks that solved the problem. Well, even that, though, isn't so much a fuck-up as a lack of, of proper perspective. An act of hubris. Like, what would have been a fuck-up would have been... And, and you know what? I guess that was their intention, is that the dragon... The dragon was done for the five year cycle or whatever. Yeah. And and spoilers, uh, the dragon was done for his five year cycle. He went to to kill it, seal it in, whatever he thought he was doing, and woke it up when it would have been dormant yeah. for five years. So yeah. like, but they didn't. Nothing is laid out as clearly as that, and it's not. It's not in a good way like some of these movies where we watch where and, and where we feel like, like you can you're not being hand fed but right? they're they're communicating yeah, the, the story. story and this one it's just more like well now it's time for this to happen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> your, your brain is going there has to be a logical connection between right. these so I'm just going to make it so that I don't Well in our first watch through there were multiple times where one of us would go wait why did that happen? Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well yeah, you had and you also, had one like, moment where you said is there a scene missing here? <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, So I thought this was the the furry classic dragon's lair, you know, where <laughs> someone lays dragons. We're going to save that one for our live at Dragon Con viewing. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, there's there's not enough anti-anxiety medicine to get me to drag on these days. So I'll have to sub out for somebody else. You'll Skype that one in. Yeah. So, uh, the, 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 well, he doesn't call himself a, he does call himself a sorcerer at one point. I think Peter McNichol's character refers to him as a magister. 
which is weird because I had always pronounced that Magister. Yeah. But uh, who knows? But uh, he's got a great hat, is what I'm saying. He's Vigo. <laughs> he's not Vigo. No. He is not Vigo yet. Have you ever read uh, like the like life history of the guy that got to play Vigo? No, he I haven't. was like a really fucked up person. Oh, really? Like, like the actor was? Yeah, like he like possibly killed his own father, who abused him. Oh my gosh! And, like, is that the actor or Vigo? No, the the actor, like the guy. I forget the guy's name, but like he was not a good human being. He was also like some sort of like champion prize fighter, if I'm remembering correctly, wow. from like Eastern Europe. And he was just a real dirtbag. But that has no bearing whatsoever on Dragon Slayer. No, but, it's, <laughs> but yet I mean, also it's, more uh, interesting than anything associated with Dragon Slayer. Well, no, like, like the chick's kind of hot, like when she's not dressing like a dude. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Even dressed as a dude, I think she's kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. She's, um, she's got that you know she, manic middle yeah. like middle aged pixie dream girl, and she's she's one of the two Americans in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> which she's you can tell by their actually. complete lack of. Uh, <laughs> British accent. Yeah. You can introduce us. Yeah, now, unfortunately, she passed away yes. from ovarian cancer. Thanks for bringing us down. Hey, that's what I'm here for. She actually, uh, in looking in looking her up, she had quite the career as, like, TV guest star for many years. You know, she's done quite a bit of stuff. I think there were a few, well, particularly because it was shot in Britain, so you had all those actors mm-hmm. that, you know, lots of the working actors. You know, not the huge names. They do a couple big budget things, but they do a lot of Well, most uh, most British actors, though, I mean, if you look at their resumes, they've done everything from garbage to great films. Because oh, those yeah. guys all just want to work. Yeah. yeah like, they don't really yeah. care what they're doing. It's like the ad we watched earlier with Christopher Lee and yeah. Supersonic yeah. Man or yes. whichever one it was. What's, when, uh, yeah, what's what's that? What's that old joke there? The the the, the Michael, Michael Caine quote. Where it's like, I've never yes. seen Jaws four, but I've heard it's terrible. But the house it paid for is quite lovely. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of people in here I recognize. Like, wait, I think I've seen them in Doctor Who. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those so. guys are definitely. And then of course this, the oldest actor on the planet. Yeah. Who. Uh, uh, I want to say he was in UHF. Isn't he the homeless guy in UHF? Yeah, I think so. He's, yeah, so, this is funny. Like, British. so they're they're just now like they're worrying like, oh, how far can the wizard get? He won't even make it a league. But like the older guy is like way older than the wizard. Yeah, yeah. He gets <laughs> he way far. Yeah, he makes the journey. And again, spoiler alert: he only like doesn't make the entire journey because he gets killed halfway. Yes. And, and and this guy's name is Tyrion, yes. which yeah. is. I, like I, I was not aware that I had ever heard that name in my life when I started watching Game of Thrones. And then you have the the girl's name is Valerian. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, kind of you know timely, timely. Yeah. Well, the, and not only that, you know, you've got the movie Valerian, which, by the way, I enjoyed quite a bit. It I wasn't never flawless, seen. but I, I ended dug up going it. to see Spider Man instead. And I, liked I, I liked Valerian more than Spider Man. And I was, uh, when I first uh, saw yeah. Tyrion too, it's like, I had some issues with Spider Man. <laughs> Yeah, I did. Crazy talk. Uh, and that's episode number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go back a few episodes, we we discussed that one. Uh, but this actor playing Tyrion, he, I mean, this guy's been in tons of stuff. You know that face if you've watched movies from this. Yeah, Bobby pointed out he was in uh, Flash Gordon. Yeah, he was a Hawkman. He was the right hand ho- or right wing yeah. Hawkman. Uh, but no, that old guy is not the homeless person from UHF. But I'm sure he's played a homeless person. He's the British Gabby Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> he was the <laughs> 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 I 
I may have just alienated half of your audience. (laughs) (laughs) So, we've got uh, our little conversation here where uh, it, it took... Red Ranger about an hour and twenty minutes into the movie to realize that Tyrion was one of the king's men. Yeah, I'm so I want to go ahead and make sure the <laughs> listeners understand that he does work for the king, even though it's made clear in this exact scene. Yeah, I was zoning. The, out. the king is. We find out later is the true hero of the film. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Clearly. Well, the king, and we'll we'll get to it when he shows up. But the king really is not a bad guy. And he puts up with a lot of shit from his subjects. Mm-hmm. Like, there are several points in the movie where I kind of feel like, you're in a monarchy, you need to shut your mouth. Do you not understand how things work? Right. Like, I would have had some dialogue. We're, we're an anarcho-syndicalist commune here. <laughs> right. right. We take it as turns as a sort of leader of the week. <laughs> I would have had some dialogue that said, because I'm the king, that's why. Yes, right. yes, exactly. <laughs> like, you guys don't get to question this. I have a castle, and I have troops. Listen, like, we're not... We weren't as smart as, like, you guys are in the future. Like, we, we literally believe that my family was blessed by God, and I should rule because of that. <laughs> it's called the Divine Right of Kings. Look it up. It's in the book I wrote. <laughs> yes, All right, David Cross, settle down. And I like how the, the sorcerer, too... To test his metal against Tyrion, says, "Stab me right here." <laughs> and it's essentially because the sorcerer is lazy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to walk all the way. Just like me, like I really want to go <laughs> to the dirty, dirty con con game game show show, but I don't want to actually go to Dragon. <laughs> so if we could stab you and put you in a bag, and then you can just come back, back at the game show, yeah, that'd fun. be great. Yeah. I'm sure somewhere at DragonCon there will be a lake of fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We can that make is that probably happen. doable. I, w- I would love it if we could somehow have a magical hologram of the mayor of Fucktown appear during the game show. <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing. <laughs> and this See, is, they, they have the hologram of Tupac on... It, right, exactly. That's that's what I'm talking about. My technical skills are good. I'm not that good, though. Uh, right. I, good I like... The actor here. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Tyrion here does a really good performance because as he's getting ready to stab the sorcerer, yeah. he he's like excited to disprove this jerk. Like, like, haha! I'm I'm gonna show them all. You're full mm-hmm. of shit. But then when he does it and he dies, like you see in his face, like, well, shit. <laughs> I <laughs> right. didn't want to kill the guy. Well, Goddamn! Let's get out of here. Let's but, go uh, lakes. But now it's time to get back to his boss, who is the king. Thank you. Yeah. Very good. Well Very done. good. Red Ranger. Yay! Peter and Nickel still trapped in the castle. Oh, the door opened. And the uh, and then the story. At this point, the story is still moving along pretty well because it was very clear. That that was all part of the sorcerer's plan. You know, everything closed up, bottled uh, young... What the heck is Peter McNichol's name? Galen. 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 Bottled young Galen up in the room. And Janish. It, it, yes, Janish. We'll just call him Janish. Uh, so we don't know why all of that happened, but it is it is part of the ongoing story, and it feels that way. So we're still we're still on the rails at this point. <laughs> No dragons yet. No dragons yet, but that's okay. Off the rails. That's okay because at this point, on a crazy train. At this point, I also feel like part of the story is the, you know, is there a dragon? How real is everything in this world? We've seen little bits of magic, 
Uh, but it's still sort of the mystery of this world. So the audience is okay with, okay, we haven't seen an actual dragon yet. We're, we're still being drawn in. They don't need to show us a dragon at this point. The movie didn't need to open with a dragon because they're, right now they're kind of laying out what this world is. Well, because it's also a dragon slayer, so dragons are a given and we're learning about the slayer. And right now... Oh, they're not a given because we talked about, as we were watching this the first time, uh, we were discussing the possibility of a reboot and, and how there are some great ideas that could come out of this. But another idea I've got for a reboot is one that doesn't have a dragon at all. Yeah. It's just about a dragon slayer who's just full of shit. <laughs> oh, this guy looks so awesome. Who can disprove it? I killed the dragon. Do you see a dragon? Right. No, I killed it. Yeah. I killed all of them. Did you, yeah. get, did you get Bruce Campbell to play that guy? That would be the <laughs> ultimate choice, absolutely. This is an interesting visual scene here as he's packing up some of the the sorcerer's trinkets and whatnot, how certain ones come to life as he gets near them so he knows what to take. Yeah, and I the little sort of the game that the amulet plays with him mm-hmm. is a nice touch as well. And I like that he takes this hat seriously. Yeah, nobody takes that hat seriously, but <laughs> he does. But I think he kind of, I because of what we learn going forward, I think, too, he thinks that hat's the source of the power. Because he wants to be a sorcerer, but doesn't actually have the magic. I think he, he probably places a little more importance on the hat than it yeah. deserves, but I think he knows the amulet is, is kind yeah. of the important thing. What's and, and maybe this is the first wobble of the story, on our first run through, I was not clear on what was even going on here. Like, yeah, I mean, do they have to leave his castle because he's dead? That seems kind of shitty. Yeah, I'd and then like, it turns a out free castle. You're right, right. seriously. Yeah. But then it turns out that that they decide to take on the quest. But it's not well, made, like there's no. I do I feel think like he decides to take on the quest because he like realizes, hey, this thing's magic and I can use mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Right, because. Uh, so but at that point, then, why are they packing up? I think he was just tidying up. I don't know if he yeah. was packing so much. <clears throat> right, because once... The, but once yeah, like, it's poorly conveyed, because mm-hmm. we don't know. Like, we're we're clearly confused. Yeah. There's multiple possible, plausible... There, there should have been a conversation between Galen and Podge. Podge. Yeah. Hodgepodge. Uh, I think I would have liked to have seen him when he... Cause he, Peter Manigle looks at this thing very longingly when he when it's glowing. Mm-hmm. I think I would have liked to have seen him smile there when he's figured it out. Because our next scene here, right? He's making an egg float as they're as they're marching along. Yeah, they they should have. They needed a better indication yeah. of he realizes he can do magic using the amulet, and also that he's de- decided we'll we'll take on this quest, which they do mm-hmm. lay it out in a minute here, but it's almost a little awkward. Because we have to wait for that scene. Oh, that's what they're doing. Because at this point, I still think that, well, they, I guess they just had to leave the castle. Right. 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 <clears throat> does his cape grow or does he just have it tucked? It is. It's, uh, it's magic. 
It looks like it's, it's half It's size. like one of those infinity scarves that the ladies wear where it can be a scarf or it can be yeah, a poncho or it can be ways. a skirt or strange like during sexy times. He ordered Whatever. it he ordered it from the in flight magazine. Yes. Oh, nudity. And then this weird, awkward I have the magic. I will rip her clothes off all the magic. But then again, I'm master now. And like that's there's some weird tonal stuff because like that scene was really funny and then we go like an hour with nothing funny at all happening right and then the very end of the movie has the most silly silly music music that that I feel like this would have been better served if it had been a little lighter yeah overall yeah I think because once he becomes with this I'm the master now there's, I almost feel like at this point it should have gone to his head a little bit. And it, it, well, he should have been a little more over the top yeah. about being the master. Like, yeah, yeah he did the backpack, you know, right? But yeah. it should have been more. I'm the master now, and not like he said it all <coughs> evil. Like yeah. he was yeah, exactly. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a <coughs> Jekyll and Hyde moment. Yeah, it was. It's, and maybe that's problems with Peter McNichol. Maybe. Now this was fun. The the sort of just showing up and uh, look, dumb peasants. I can do magic. Ta-da. And they also in the with the idea of this maybe being a little bit more fun. Uh, they they could have played up the dumb peasants a little bit more, yeah. and I think that would have helped Valerian's character a little bit if she had been sort of the. The smart one that was kind of hip to, to all the, you know, we need to take care of business, I'm proactive, uh, this this magic stuff is is cool, but maybe the magicians themselves are overrated. Like, they could have played with all of that a lot more. She's just feisty. Yeah, and, and the, all of the, the villagers are sort of just there. Okay, so we got to figure this out. Is this happening, or is this a dream? I think this happens. I think this is happening. This yeah. is happening. Right, because they said somewhere earlier I that... It, I think it happens, and she... <clears throat> she's thinking about it happening. Well when, well, when... At the beginning of the movie, when they were talking to Ehrlich, the sorcerer, she said something about, we want you to kill the dragon before the sacrifice is made. Mm-hmm. So, since they didn't get there fast enough, the sacrifice is being made. Um, and I guess what we, we should explain the sacrifice, for those listening... Uh, every five years, they've made a deal to sacrifice a virgin to the to the dragon, and it buys them five years of peace. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh-huh. this actually happens because, like, later when the king says there's going to be another lottery, mm-hmm. somebody says there was just one. Yeah. So, and he actually t- comes by later and sees those blo- bloody. Uh, cuffs. Yeah. Well, see, that was something I wasn't clear on, because he touches them, but doesn't seem to react. Like, I couldn't really tell that they were explicitly bloody, mm-hmm. so I wasn't sure if that... It was just not clear. And as, as we'll see in a minute, when Valerian wakes up, it, it, the way this was framed was... See, was and I think odd. that's the horse that we see at the end. You think that's the horse? I, I don't know. Sure, why not? <laughs> well, they can only it afford might, It might as horse. well be. Uh, it's uh, unlike it's Krull, it's the horse, horse budget for this movie was not unlimited. <laughs> I will say this. It, I, that's a horse that just wandered over from yeah. the Krull set. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the fact that this girl doesn't just sit around waiting for someone to rescue her. She gets herself out of the bonds, 
you know, she said, get away from the dragon, but right. she tries. Well, and this this is a scene that, because when I watched this, or, or my memories of watching this as a kid, there were a few scenes that really stood out to me, uh, and this was one of them, because this is just brutal. I mean, the way that it's shot and what she's doing, like, she... She knows she is slicking up her hands with mm-hmm. blood so she can get them out of those manacles. Uh, and she and spit on her hands at first there, too, to get yeah, started. It's, it's rough. And her horror. Like, actually, you know what? This girl probably gives the best performance of anybody in the whole movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, while, and while this is happening, too, you can hear the dragon coming. Yes, and yeah, so, it's a good build-up. Yeah, there's a lot done here with the, the sound effects of the dragon coming. Because we don't see the dragon. Oh, all we see is smoke. Gosh, coming. that's tough yeah. to watch. <laughs> and I believe right here, yes, there's our first glimpse. Which looks tremendous. Yeah, of the dragon. Really well done. Yeah. And, and also kind of smart on them to not show us the whole dragon here. We get just the bits to know it's yeah, there. Yeah, they, they give us the size. But without actually seeing the full dragon. And I think that works here because now I want to I want to stick with the movie to see what the dragon looks like. Well, and and the other smart thing about doing it this way is they can use the puppetry and the animatronics without having to use anything that's superimposed mm-hmm. or corny looking. So by the time they have to use superimposed stuff, they've already in theory they've already got the audience, so we're going along with it. Right. Whereas right here, if you had you know, a, a shitty looking effect, it would it would really kind of take you out of the movie more. But, but by the time we get to anything that's a little questionable, we're invested. Right. But this works here. I mean, seeing the tail and the, you know, the tail and the hand or the claws, and the, you know, it all works. It definitely gives you an idea of the size of the dragon mm-hmm. as well without exposing the whole dragon. And, and, and I agree too, uh, fam. This girl sells it. I don't, I don't know who the actress's name, but she sells, she sells her terror here. Crispy critter. And we, at this point, we don't know what's going to happen, and then poof. Ugh. And see that. The way that she woke up said to me, like, oh, she, this is, she's just imagining what goes down when the virgin is sacrificed. Gotcha. So I just, I, it wasn't clear to me. But you guys, I'm sure you guys are probably right. That that it, like story wise, it makes sense that that actually happened. I just think it should have been shot and framed differently, mm-hmm. so that it yeah. was clear. Like, well, these guys screwed up, so the sacrifice happens, and it also needs to be made clear that the sacrifice happens. They know it, and they say we're never going to let it happen again. So we're going to, even though we should have five years of peace. I'm going to go take care of this business. Right, exactly. And, and Which it actually causes more people to die. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Which is where the Sorcerer's yeah. Apprentice right, exactly. idea comes in. He, and, oh no, he tried, he fucked up. Right. So we've got uh, a key scene coming up here, which as a child, to me, was a big reveal not just the reveal that Valerian was in fact a female, but the reveal of ass and titties. Uh, oh, very yeah, yeah. impactful to me as a seven or eight year old, or however old I was when I saw this. Oh, easily. Not as explicit as the famed Beastmaster watering hole scene, yeah. but uh, you know, still solid. Also, uh, 
probably way more Peter McNichol than we needed to see. Yeah. Well, you know what? In a uh, Disney film. I'm, whoa, yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. even notice you get a total dong shot right yeah. there. That was like the in utero. Yeah. The, uh, or no, Nirvana. <laughs> Nirvana was, Nevermind cover. Yeah. It was the total oh, Nevermind cover. All we needed was a Oh, my color. gosh. I need to get a still of that. And do Dragon Slayer in the Nevermind font and use that as the, the picture for the commentary. Blur it out. I'm totally doing that. That's tremendous. Uh, but so as a kid, I didn't, you know, I just went along with the story. I didn't realize she was a girl until that scene. But as an adult watching this for the first time, I would probably have watched that and been like, oh, they really did think, although they call her boy at the beginning. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They try to put it over, but yeah. I mean, she is very clearly a yeah. female. I just, yeah. re- I was watching this first through the first time. I was like, because uh, Tyrion kills Hodge here in a, in a minute, and I kept saying, I don't understand why, and I just figured out why. Because they know if we if I, if I stop these guys, we're going to have five years peace. Mm. Right, not right. Very, it's not it's necessarily explained. Right, like many but, things, it's not completely yeah. clear. We're filling in a lot of dots yeah. Yeah. ourselves to be like, I think this makes sense. Yeah, because it's the only, because I've been racking, because Tyrion goes and kills Hodge, and it seems like there's no reason for it, but I'm wondering now on the second viewing, if he thought Thank killing you. Hodge would make, would make Galen turn around and give up the quest. Right. Who knows? Could be. You could That's just be the, a dastardly yeah. villain. It's the writer in me going, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, no, that and, and that explanation does make sense, but it's just like this old man who clearly... Uh, but you're right, it was just to get to Galen. Mm-hmm. Oh, this won an Oscar for Best Visual Effects. Yeah, it was, so. it was nominated, or for nominated. Yeah, it was nominated. It was nominated for two. It did not win. Yeah, it lost the Raiders of Lost Ark. Is that right? Yeah, justifiably so, I'd say. Oh, here it is. Well, let's Seen watch Raiders of the Lost Ark again before we make that statement. <laughs> nah. Because, uh... I like seeing, uh... I like seeing Nazis' faces melt. <laughs> Call me simple. <laughs> and we also mentioned, I think, right here, I believe it was right here in this scene the first time, how beautiful the locales are here where this takes place. It reminds me a lot of the Black Cauldron. Um, just the the way that the woods and everything look. It, it's a tremendous fantasy setting. Yeah, apparently shot in Scotland and Wales. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's got a wet look to it, like it's been raining. <laughs> it's like this was the five minutes out of the day. It doesn't rain. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of character here and uh, look up Sidney Bromley, who plays Hodge. And figure out what, because I can specifically in my head think of the character. My gosh, this guy was in like a billion movies, one for every year of his life. <laughs> Isn't he uh, the obnoxious princess, uh, Prince Humperdinck's father and uh, Princess Bride? He's not. He's, uh, I don't know, he's the kind, you're right, he's the kindly old man that Princess Buttercup is like, he doesn't know what the fuck is going on, and Princess yeah. Buttercup, like, gets along with him. Is that Humperdinck's father? Yeah, it's Humperdinck's father. Okay. That's what, that's exactly what I'm thinking of then. Oh, and the magic wouldn't save his life. Oh, 
very Hamill acting. Very Hamill. And I think even his line, I think this was the point where he had a line delivery that sounded super Mark Hamill-y. Yeah. And see, this is important, uh, because that's the ashes. Yep. That, uh... I, I kind of missed that on the first run through yeah. that they do stick with the idea of the wizard's ashes, the sorcerer's ashes. So that was a whole different movie if Galen hadn't took that back. All right, so we're on a boat now, and uh, nothing much is happening. I think I think it's a good time. The island collab. I think it's a good time to check in. If you guys will shut the fuck up, <laughs> I think it's a good time no. to check in with uh, Ryan and Nicole. Who are in some horrible Eastern European country. Uh, Ryan and Nicole, are you guys there? Hey guys, it's Ryan and Nicole checking in from Prague. We're having a great time over here. We really miss everybody back home. Alright, they're gone. Holy shit. We're being held by Czechoslovakian child street gangs. They want to sell us as bud slaves. Please help us. Send help now. Send help. We should never have come here. Oh God. Alright, well it sounds like they're having a great time and uh... Whatever horrible country they're in, and uh, we'll hope to see you guys next month. <laughs> All right, so we're back. Uh, we're off the boat, and we're back into action. Man, I'm jealous. It sounds like they're having a really good day. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's uh, awesome. right. The pictures on Instagram are awesome. Well, they're not. They're not watching Dragon Slayer. That's for sure. Their trip to Europe sounds way more exciting than mine. <laughs> uh, so. We have, once again, the King's troops kind of eyeballing these people, figuring out what's, what are they doing? Why are they going to the, the dragon place? We don't need this in our lives. And this is where we get another look at, at his walking cloak, it looks like. Yeah. Galen's cloak, cloak of many shapes. We are on a quest on our way to, we're on our way to Mordor. We're on a quest, a mighty quest to kill a dragon. Hold up, what? I like his uh, 80s style braided leather belt he's got going on there. Mm-hmm. Who here had a braided leather belt? Oh, I yeah. totally did. I, I did yeah. not. Absolutely. I, I did. Well, I, yeah, like as a teenager, I guess I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not saying like now. Yeah. Here, here was another moment that kind of had me scratching my head. They pass the dragon's lair, and Galen says, oh, let me go look. And they're like, no, don't go there. And I'm like, is this what you brought him here for? <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, uh, and, and this is where a little more clarity would be helpful, do the simple peasants feel like, well, it's too late. Now maybe they're just headed back to the village? Mm-hmm. or they, Well, no, because he stated he wants to kill the dragon. You're right. right. It doesn't make any sense. Right, because if you... And really, is he just going to go hang out in their village for five years? And right. <laughs> Ugh, what a nightmare that would be. <laughs> right, because I've seen their village. These people are awful. So, but yeah, so they're actively trying to stop him from going into the dragon's lair. And, well, and you know what could have solved He's this? He's got to have a training montage. Yeah. Uh, no, there are no montages in this movie, no. Arian, and I think it's worse for the lack. I know, that's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, that would have been a cool scene as a conversation with, with the guy, uh, whoever this old rando is that decided to accompany her, where he said, I'm not so sure about this. You know, if, if that, that would have made that scene make a little bit more sense. Yeah. Or you're not ready, or we need a plan, or something. Uh, yes, 
It's just like, oh, I'm going in. And and you know what? It's funny, though, because it puts over Galen's character, because he's just manning up and walking into the damn dragon cave. Yeah. Like, it makes him seem yeah. uh, much braver than, honestly, I feel he should be. Yeah, no weapons. Da, 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 da. But we... <laughs> Shabadoo! <laughs> um, and again, I think with a little more development, it could have been made clear that he's so confident in that amulet that, that that's why he's here. But it, it's a little uneven. And I don't know if that's on the writing or if it's on Peter McNichol for just being kind of... At this point, yeah. At this point. Apparently, <laughs> Peter McNichol does. I we were discussing this earlier. Does not even list this film on his CV. Like on his, his what? His CV. I don't know what that is. Curriculum Vita. It's a. I don't know what that is either. It's a fancy way of saying resume. Okay, why don't you just say resume? Because well, I was just saying the thing as I read it, and it said CV. Because in the business world, they do refer to them as CVs. Nobody listening to this knows what a CV is, because nobody wait, listening wait. to this knows anything about Hollywood. I knew what a CV was. He knew what a CV was. Yeah. But you're, you're an actor. <laughs> it's Award-winning no. Bobby Nash, who has appeared in such fine shows as uh, the one with uh, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> We can't remember. That's, how, that's what I'm going to change to is the following. Yes, yeah, the following. Yes, we can, winning uh, Bobby Nash, star of the following. <laughs> we can, we we can play six degrees of Kevin Bacon with Bobby Nash. I yeah. win every time. Yeah. Nice. I didn't even know that was in play. I did a, I real quick about that. I did a horror movie where I, I was one of the guys that gets killed off. But it was fun. I so I I did this horror movie, and one of the guys that has a small role in the movie was in the first Friday the 13th movie and you know Kevin Bacon is in that as well yeah yeah and so some of my castmates were going oh my god that means we're now like you know we can all say we're like two degrees away from all this and I post a picture of like here's a screenshot of me and Kevin in the same (laughs) shot I win (laughs) well well done (laughs) well played so Bobby Nash here comes uh, Galen's hubris backfiring and way worse than lots of buckets of water. Be clear, yeah, right, right. It is amazing though how they did not get buried in the hole they jumped in. It's <laughs> a rock slide. Let's hide in a hole. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of oh dumb peasants. Again, if this had a lighter tone. They could have played that off more comedically. Like, mm-hmm. his running would have been kind of funny without... You know, it doesn't have to be slapstick or ridiculous, but it, it could have gone over more. Instead, he fucks up. It looks like he fucks up, and then he turns around and tries to own it. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't really... It, it doesn't sync up with the tone of the movie. He doesn't really sell it either when he starts to run. Or he doesn't really sell the oh shit. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. just runs away. This is a solid dragon burning celebration. I'm down with this. Uh, it would have been funny if that was the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, we have musicians playing standard medieval tune number two. The, the, the song you hear at every run fest the entire time you're walking around run fest. Regardless of you there for ten minutes or two hours. That's the public domain song that they have to pay for. Yes. Yes. 
Although technically, I think all of the music from this time period would fall. It should be. Yeah. So you should have at least three songs to choose from. Yeah, I wonder if like all the because think of all the episodes of the various Star Treks that have visited planets that were for some reason uh, analogous to medieval Earth. And then Conan, which had the medieval yeah. music while they're in the bar, like all of I would love to buy a compilation of all of the medieval you know from the various movies and TV shows and stuff. Where can I get a collection of pan flute music? Well now wait, Sam Fear, the master of the pan flute. Mm, right, that's uh, true. You you can I'm sure it's still Dial the one eight hundred number for that collection. Oh look, Valerian has decided to let everybody know that she is well, not a boy. Why is that boy wearing a dress? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not a boy. I love the reaction of the boys who were her friends looking at like what? <laughs> Wait a minute. This uh, feel less awkward about checking out her butt. I am so I didn't have the weirdest boner ever. <laughs> well, it's also too in. I mean, we have the sound off here. I watch it, but it's dead silent. Yeah, in this scene. Yeah, it's the total band screeches to a halt. Scene. Yes, and they're about what? to dance. And now he has to call for musicians. That's it. It's totally that song every time. Yep, every single time. He's got his stupid little flute dance tan. And I guess we should probably explain the reason she was pretending to be a boy was to avoid the lottery. It was yeah. ever since she was yeah. born, her right. father had passed her off as a boy to uh, you know for her to avoid the, the the lottery and be chosen to be Dragon Kibble. And it's very noticeable in certain scenes uh, that, as far as the makeup goes, you have uh, primary cast member fake wig and beard and background cast member yeah. fake hair and, and beard. <laughs> like, there's a noticeable difference Some in quality. Are, are less convincing than others. <laughs> yeah. And there's our, our Steve Wozniak uh, stand-in. Yes. I think, uh, yeah, I think it was Ranger pointed that out earlier. Yeah, I was like, why does that guy look so familiar? And then I started looking, I was like, oh, it's because he looks like Steve Wozniak from Apple. Who's not an actor, he's a computer nerd. Yeah, I don't know that name at all, so that that joke was lost on me, but I'm sure our listeners appreciated it. I like they're appreciating the silence as we just <laughs> Well, I was actually I was actually looking at his lines to see if he was explaining anything relevant to the plot, like, oh, maybe I missed some important dialogue here that makes some of the things they do make sense. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh oh, here comes Tyrion and his boys. Did they ride through water? Did I miss it? Not yet, not yet. They love riding through water. They just parked there at the moment, yeah. Yeah, they break up the dance and then. Yes, here it is. These guys love riding through water. They did it slowly this time. The next time when they go through it full gallop. I feel like it's almost more dramatic slowly. Yeah. Tyrion's hat has a big iron penis on top of it. A, well, he, he is a, medi- a dick. He's a medieval <laughs> chota boy. <laughs> <laughs> Stunt <Stunk-cock. laughs> What is that? 
Is it a fist? No, it's a dragon. Fist isn't do. it? It's, and you know, I've noticed that on the commentary here, we have refrained from all the jokes that we made go on our first go round about how easily a problem it was to solve the virgin problem. Well, <laughs> it, it did get said about seventy-eight times, yeah. and by the time we were done, it wasn't really a joke anymore. So I'm glad you guys have shown restraint on that front. Well, well done, commentary team. <laughs> We got it all out. Yeah, I'm, I'm very appreciative of that. I also like how casually now, when it when the shot changes, you see that he's actually hanging on to the part where you turn it. Mm-hmm. But when he first walks up, it looks like he like leaned on the spit, which <laughs> seems like it would burn the shit out of you, right? Yeah. Isn't that well, a pig right now? Tyrion's a badass. He wants you to know he's a badass. You're right. You're right. He's like the guy that puts the cigarette out on his tongue. Yes. And even though this is the part too where he says the king wants you to come for. For an audience, you know. I still didn't pick up th- yeah. that he works for the king. I was, uh, to be honest, I'm pretty sure I fell asleep during that part. Uh, so, I, I, in love that. I was sleeping. Well, re- Sean hates revelry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love how when the chicken, the making the chicken appear didn't work, that Peter McNichol just throws the chicken. Well, you know, <laughs> it's, it's the the eighties. We didn't have PETA on set yeah. making sure the chickens were. And now the chicken's gone, though. Yeah. Is there just a random ass chicken running around that castle now? Probably. Yeah. yeah. But it was uh, back in the eighties when they let Arnold Schwarzenegger punch a camel. That's true. Let's talk about the king's crown <laughs> and why it's so gigantic. And how uncomfortable it had to be for that actor. Because mm-hmm. he's got a huge-ass head. Like Sputnik. Around you. It's pointy in places. Well, no, it looks like it looks like he has a tiny head, and the crown was far too large for it. It's like someone took a model of a city, folded it in half, and put it on his head. <laughs> possible. My guess... He's got, he's got a golden Metroplex variant <laughs> on his head. My guess is some, since they filmed all this, where, where they, they probably went in some BBC vault. Oh, I bet you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Although all of the livery and stuff has dragons yeah. on it, which uh, granted that doesn't mean that BBC didn't have a bunch of dragon shit sitting around in a vault. Yeah. Or pine. I can't tell. Is, yeah. Is there a dragon on his crown? Yeah. It looks like on the front there's a yeah. well or snake or something. Yeah. It's some coiled up thingy. I will say this: We, you know, the the king looks. Pl- he plays it well. He looks kingly. With, he yeah. looks kingly. He also had that disinterested look. Yeah, he's smart enough that he figured out where the power's coming from. Yeah, I I actually like his character quite a bit. And the interesting thing about him is he's he's not a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like he made this deal with Vermithrax Pejorative, which I'm going to say that name in full every time I need to say it because it's yeah. badass. Uh, you know, he made this deal to protect his people, and and sure, the whole part where the nobility doesn't have to go in on the lottery is pretty shitty. But not out of character for nobility, right? Right. I mean, if you if you go back to just how things were at the time, yeah. like that makes him a pretty damn good king. Yeah, I was gonna say if you were king and. And you had a daughter, would you not find a way that your daughter's name sure. would not go in the yeah, lottery? Absolutely. Well, but also there's the whole thing about the nobility bribing him to not mm-hmm. get their daughters put in, which is kind of as, as skeezy as it gets. Mm-hmm. But, uh, again, he's the king. Hey, man. Catholic Church sold indulgences. So yeah. 
you could get out of like feeling bad for yeah there sense. there were a lot worse things going on at the time mm-hmm. and, well, and this is an interesting not very well delivered at the time but an interesting argument between the two where Peter McNichol is arguing I saved all of your people and you were willing to always sacrifice one and I've saved everyone so I'm better than you and he's like well we don't know for sure that you slayed this dragon, and, so... And he's like, well, except for the fact that I'm the king. Take him away. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it, was, it was the 1980s versions of pictures or it didn't happen. <laughs> he's like, I don't know that you killed... Someone else thought that they had trapped the, the dragon before. Right. And the dragon still came back. And the and only thing that has worked has been my lottery. I so, like this as a nice indication that the king was right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is another sign of his wisdom. Yeah. I think and now he is playing baseball. air baseball. <laughs> Home plate. I, I just I love his little dungeon. This is such mm-hmm. a cool little set. I like how he's trying to use make the magic work without the amulet. Yeah, he hasn't just completely given up. Which actually might have been a more interesting mm-hmm. situation if he just felt like I don't have the amulet anymore. I can't do anything. It actually kind of muddies everything that we've seen that he's still trying. Mm-hmm. And this is another, she, the, 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 the princess here uh, is another great character who, you know, much like the girl that's the first sacrifice, um, I think is handled very well. I yes. wish Valerian had half the characters that she does, the princess does. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing is, like, when the movie started, Valerian had a very strong character. Mm-hmm. She was... Until she was the doer. Until we found out she was a girl. Right, and then all of her... Yeah. Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Spunkiness? Uh, no, that's not at all. All of her agency oh, yeah. disappeared yeah, as absolutely. soon as she... Yeah, but like it comes back a little bit towards... Oh, it does. It yeah. does. But I... I the, and again, going back to our discussion about a possible remake... Uh, you know, my idea was that it would actually be a better story if... He just completely stuck with wizard stuff, yeah. and she ended up being the one that actually fought the dragon. Which, yeah. at the time I said that, I had forgotten that there was another thirty minutes of the freaking movie <laughs> where even what we thought was happening was got right. thrown out the window. Yeah, which I don't. I, I, I once we get to it, well, if if we make it to the end, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, this, I have yeah. big problems with what the end ended up being. Because it just, it, it so goes against the traditional story that they seem to be telling. Yeah. To have the master come back and fight the battle. That was so, I guess we're going to talk about the end now. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't think they were making it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, fair, I'm fairly certain when they were, whoever wrote, when they wrote this, I'm sure at least one of them has said, have you read Lord of the Rings? Well, it feels like they, they wrote one story, felt like it was too short, and then just started piling more characters into the middle, I, I, and, that's, and that's a, where it falls apart. That's a solid observation, because it does feel to me like there is a really, really good hour and 15 minute story here, Yeah, and then they added another hour <laughs> to it yeah. that is less good. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, then, and that's where the character, like... The, the losing Valerian's character mm-hmm. like dipping and just kind of falling off. It's like her character falls off when she has to fall into the background while they introduce all these other right. characters. And the only reason that Galen doesn't is because he's pivotable. Pivotable? I just made uh-huh. word. I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, he's pivotable. <laughs> he can be pivoted into these other scenes. Um, 
uh, and so we can't get rid of him because he's got the ambulance and takes on the dragon. Well, and that's what it feels like at this point is, uh, like the writers sat down and were like, okay, what do we have Valerian doing here? Well, no, this is the princess's time. We can't have two women doing things at the same time. Yeah. Right, she's running out and looking scared. Right. Right. She's just... And oh, daddy! This is... Oh, there's Ian McDiarmid. Yep. There he is. There he is. He plays brother... Jacobus? Jacobus. Jacobus? Brother Aloysius? <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, I feel like very much No, it's the way not this... Andre 3000. <laughs> Although I would cast him in my remake of Dragon's Lake. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, because this... This, I think this could have been more impressive... Story-wise, had Valerian been the one to get him out of jail? Yes, as opposed to the princess just for some reason letting him yeah. out. Because, like at this point, all she knows is that he said he killed the dragon, and now apparently mm. he didn't. Here's where Sean figured out that Tyrion worked for the king. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right oh, here. he's in the castle. Yeah, this guy works for the king. There he is. Him go. in the castle. He a king man. <laughs> yes, exactly. See, I'm like what he says, like word for word. I'm learning that. I'm learning that that making fun of Sean is very integral to being on this. This, this it's what was podcast. lacking in the it's, last yeah, podcast. Definitely. To be honest, that I wasn't even here. Yeah, but you still Wait, managed to get yeah. a little bit in. Sean was just listening to it and like, why aren't they making fun of me? <laughs> like, <there's> a, <laughs> shit, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not there. I they can't said, make fun. I would have said something dumb right there that they would have made fun of, but they clearly didn't. So obviously hurting the entire rhythm of the show. <laughs> yeah, you can't be gone anymore. Thanks I, a lot. <laughs> I would have. I would have stuck my foot in my mouth at least seven times by now. Is that a tiny horse? Yes, yeah, you would have made you would have made the observation that the, this clearly influenced the Dragon's Lair video game. I would have. Yeah. <laughs> the Masters of the Universe movie clearly influenced the animated series. <laughs> I made that observation, not even a little bit. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you stepped up in my stead. Yeah, I'm here. So that's at least two horses. Well, no, because we've got three the three horses that the king's been riding around through puddles mm. on. The one the, we've well, got the, the horse, horse that was in front of the cart. Yeah, and, and then we've got this horse, and then there we'll see another one. And, but that one may be the same. I'm kind of liking the idea that that's the one that ran away from the cart. Think, yeah. yeah. Now, now that I agree that that the the virgin was in a dream. Uh, yeah. Clearly what we need is a shared universe, and then we find out that Krull stole all their horses. <laughs> no, I do not want this to share a universe with Krull. No. <laughs> I, feel, here's, I here's, feel bad for these poor peasants having to live with that shitty-ass Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> and here's Ian McDermott doing his thing. Uh, and, and I said earlier that the, uh, the Virgin probably gave the best performance of the movie, but... Yeah. Ian McDermott yeah, clearly is... is uh, he, he lends this movie way more credence than it might deserve. Well, I, no, it deserves lots of credence. It just didn't get a lot. Yeah, yeah it deserves credit for the things it does well. It does really, right. really well. It's just that the rest of it that falls apart is well, bad. And this is an exciting scene where the ground is it's rocking and rolling. It's somehow less than some of its parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, trees are falling and, you know... You had it, a... It's like you have fifteen dollars worth of stuff, and you add mm. it up and come up with eight bucks. But this scene right here, I think, visually is one of my favorites from the watch here, where it, the Ian McDermott's character is looking down into the the pit, 
and we hear the, the, the dragon, and the dragon comes up, but you can't see him all because Ian McDermott's in the foreground. Yeah, yeah, the way they it's beautifully shot is is really well done. Well, and also not just the looks of this scene, but unlike many other scenes in the movie, there's actually a theme to this scene where the man of God thinks that he's going to get something done, Mm -hmm. and he's not because this is a freaking dragon. Right. Well, and you just not care about your little staff you're carrying around, yeah. or your robes, or your words. He's a dragon, and he's going to set you on fire and eat you. Well, and his whole speech is that this isn't a dragon; this is Satan, right. and we're just all being misled. And 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 Phantom, you brought up the point earlier that would have been actually really interesting if we saw more of him mm-hmm. in the yeah. city talking to these people and talking about the virgin Mis- sacrifice, misleading yeah. them about the right. nature of yeah. Vermithrax pejorative. But he does not run from the dragon. No, he doesn't. Yeah. He does not. He his yeah. his faith uh he never loses his faith, right. which I do appreciate that that they don't have that moment where he cracks and just gives yeah. up on everything he believes in in yeah. a second. Because yeah. Hollywood really likes to do that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, he gets uh, incinerated in, in, in a particularly gruesome. Yeah. Here's, here's <laughs> young Galen realizing he done fucked up. Yep. Yes. Our first look at the dragon too, in full. Yeah. You know, in yeah. fly-by scenes. Well, in the the again, to just go back to the point that you made. Learning why these people remained virgins, knowing that every five years a virgin was going to get sacrificed. Right, having to, that religious to have that religious angle? presence yeah. as you know, well, you, what you know, why would you? As you guys were saying, well, why wouldn't you just fuck? But to to yeah. put that story element in of the heavy presence of the church as to why they don't, right? Well, you you know, you have a, a one in uh, and, uh, running through water. With the three horses, definitely didn't have the crawl horse budget. Um, yeah. So, you know, every five years, you've got a one in a hundred chance of being eaten by a dragon or eternal damnation. Right, exactly. Like, you could have built some really interesting tension between mm-hmm. the church, the king, the dragon. Right. And then it makes the whole slayer, you know, the dragon slayer thing bring all this together um, that just never, unfortunately, actually happened. I wonder how many of these plot issues that we perceive anyway are a result of it being a co-production of Paramount and Disney. Like, I wonder if those studios working together muddied things a little bit. I'd be very interested to know yeah, about the, very the production of this movie. I'm very curious about deleted scenes now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would... Like, was there possibly a more coherent cut they could have put together? Yes. Who knows? Yes, absolutely. And it is interesting because this... You know, we've 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 certainly had a lot of ne- negative things to say, but this is a cool movie. It is well worth watching. Uh, in a few years, I'll watch it again. It's not anything that I'm sitting here thinking I'll never watch this piece of shit again. It's it's not by any means that. Uh, far worse movies have received Blu-ray special edition treatment. Oh yeah. yeah I feel like this is well deserving of a, a, a stacked, you know, Shout Factory or you know whoever release, yeah. and it just hasn't happened. I'm not saying it's a piece of crap, but I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Uh, no, I, I, I would definitely a few years from now I could see myself because for me, like I want to see cool dragon movies. 
Yeah. And unfortunately, there just aren't that many cool dragon movies. That's like, cool. you've got Dragonheart, which I haven't watched since I saw it in the theater, and it disappointed the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, it was the a bad movie. Yeah. Um, was Aragon a dragon movie more recently? Yeah. 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 The with uh, Batman and somebody else. Yeah, with the font that said dragon. Was it Matthew McConaughey? Dragon. Yeah. And Christian that, Bale. And Christian yeah. Bale. I didn't like that one either. Um, Smog was pretty cool. It's one of the few see. I haven't I haven't seen any of the Hobbits yet because those were like he was actually some of the few parts that were good about. See, and that's what I felt it would be. Because it was, I, it's like it was way too bloated. Like it, it could it could have been two movies. Conceivably, it, it should have been one movie. But like making it three is just dumb. Yeah, it. Uh, I will say because you can read that book in a day. Yeah. Sure, but like. <laughs> My my favorite dragon movies recently have been the How to Train Your Dragon movies. Yeah, those, those are great. Been stellar. Yeah, those are absolutely yeah, great. Um, I just know my roommate's cat looks like toothless. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean there just aren't that many effective dragon movies aside from like sci-fi caliber shit. Right. Yeah. Which there's lots of that. Now, I yeah. feel like dragon movies were a thing in the 80s when we were all younger. I feel like I watched a bunch of them in memory. Not really, no. My memory is really uh, Yeah, though, you, so. you don't have... You're not the best source of I could have just watched this seven times in right. seven different movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that seventh dragon movie I watched was great. I do uh, I do notice here, too, we, we, we kind of skipped over it talking about other dragon movies, but he's like, I need a weapon that can kill the dragon and the... Valerian's father's like, oh, I've got one. It's buried out in the in the waterfall. That he's, yeah, you know, the, 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 they've got this weapon that'll kill the dragon. Yeah, the titular that's been hidden all slayer. this time. Well, and like, I get that this guy forged this thing because maybe he was inspired to forge this thing, but knew he didn't have the skill to use it, and and was waiting for the right hero to come along. Maybe that's the story they were trying to mm-hmm. tell, but I feel like it would have been much more effective for Galen to have maybe found a drawing in the Sorcerer's Scrolls right. or whatever. Yeah, something and had him make it. And we would have gotten a montage right. of them making you know, making the Dragon Slayer spear. One montage. Yep. Or or even really, I mean, because this is one of the things that Crawl attempted to do. I don't think they did it well, but you have some sort of mythology, you create an Excalibur type weapon, and then there's the pursuit of the weapon to slay the dragon. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I tried to do it this way and it failed. Now I have to go find this weapon. Yeah, yes, yeah. this movie could have taken 30 minutes of what exists in it out and yeah, replaced yeah. it with them going to find this spear. Right. Or and they even, going directly to confront the yeah. dragon. Or even Tyrion trying to use it and, and, and failing. failing. Right, yeah. yeah. And then he's not Galen the guy. has to pick it up. Well, and because, the spoilers, the dragon slayer doesn't actually slay uh, the dragon. Yeah. Right? Much like the so. glaive and crawl doesn't end up killing the alien. <laughs> Love does. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, this is one of those we talked about earlier, too. Where we're so, so what you're saying is that crawl's kind of a shittier fifth element? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I'd that. We're getting to a point here where the lottery's being drawn again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I was surprised. I expected Valerian to be drawn. Yeah. Oh, no, I knew that, yeah. I feel like I knew that it had to be the princess because she 
protested so yeah. much. Yeah, and that makes yeah. sense. But I, I, yeah, in my brain, I was just expecting it to be. Although maybe I was giving the writers more credit <laughs> than you were. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Um, Bobby was like, "Nah, well, they, they, they did. They did telegraph that it would be Elspeth, but mm-hmm. like." Yeah. But Valerian hasn't done anything in a while. No, yeah. no, she has. She just yells from the crowd at the gate. So, yeah, so Hector, <coughs> yeah, but, uh, but I will say the fact that the princess goes to great lengths to put her only her name in the lottery so that she's guaranteed to be drawn because she's been excluded for all these. And I'm assuming right. it looks like she's. 18, 19, 20, maybe. Yeah. So she's like, for 20 years, I've been spared. Mm-hmm. You know, it's my turn. Well, we don't and, know at what age they start right. sacrificing well, sure. the but I mean, Right? I'm but, assuming that they're, like, every, like, every 10-year-old well, should obviously I mean, be a virgin, but maybe it's yeah. a sexually mature thing. Yeah. Like, once you're over 15, 16. You're you know? putting way more thought into this yeah. than the uh, creators of the movie did. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely yeah, there is a There is a line in there earlier. Also putting says, way more thought into this than your selection of footwear today. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm seriously blinded every time. <laughs> he said yeah. that was a 30 minute dis- you know, discussion with himself about footwear before he came over. Oh no, he made oh, that so. decision quickly and decisively. Oh yeah, no, that's I walked right into the closet. Uh, and said, yep. And then you walked right, right out of the closet, didn't you? <laughs> These are not the only red shoes right <laughs> there. <laughs> Bound it out. How, how many we pairs of red yet. shoes do you have? Uh, two, three, if you count a pair of boots. Uh, yeah, we definitely count red boots. <laughs> so what this, you're saying is there's no place like home? No place like home. That part, uh, oh, his ruby sneakers. <laughs> Click your heels together three times and you'll be out of our nightmares. If only it worked out This part where she's just yelling at the king. Like, at this point, I found her very annoying, and I felt like the king should just be like, somebody go cut her head off, because I'm the freaking king. Right. That's how kings work. He, he puts up with a lot of shit from these people. He's a good king. Maybe not a good king. Maybe he should have a stronger hand. Maybe. And, and uh, they wouldn't have as many problems. And he's responding in a way that you would expect a king who has been fixing elections to not get his daughter <laughs> for years would respond on the spot when he realizes yeah. that. And it was no small task for her to replace all of those tokens with her right. name because those were all like small yeah, they're, metal they're or these, tokens or something. Yeah, like how did that even work? Sure it took had, three people to carry yeah, that sure thing she up had there. To, like enlist the help of people to write her name on a shit ton of. She would have had to enlist the help of people to remove the old ones. I think another mistake that this movie made was placing it on Earth. Yeah. Like specifically mm-hmm. mentioning Latin and, and, and Earth uh, and events. And, and Jesus and, uh, right. Because yeah. even though it's like, it's not a huge deal, but constantly in the back of my head, I'm like, well, this didn't. No, no, no. <coughs> right, yeah. And here's where the king goes, well, I need some help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this I actually really like this scene a lot. And I like this guy at the ready, like mm-hmm. to just take Galen's head off. But for the king too, this is another great moment for the king. What's more important to him than power? His daughter. Yeah. yeah. And he's willing to give up this magical power that he's stolen if Galen will save his daughter. 
which you know, is kind of a shame because Galen doesn't save his daughter. <laughs> yeah, but that's not. He, he was trying to. Yeah, he was yeah. trying. To. But she friggin' walked into the dragon's lair. And yeah. Well, and he yeah. was attacked by Tyrion, so the king's man yeah. was preventing him. From yeah, but action. the king's man like wanted the sacrifice to happen too because yeah. he understood yeah. that like this was the best, you know, most most it's, plausible way of. It's a system that works. Yeah, like, right. So that's a nice little shot. I like this. Mm-hmm. Fun little use of magnets. Some dude under the table. <laughs> Certainly better than uh, the king's crown. Yeah. Which is gigantic. And my gosh, how did nobody look at that thing and go, can we get a smaller fucking crown? <laughs> now, I'm wondering here, this part confused me the first time. We've got this weapon right. that they've already shown can cut through steel. Mm-hmm. And he's going to use magic to heat it up so that he can hit it with a hammer a few times. I'm not sure why. Yeah, his reasons. <laughs> I feel like I feel like maybe they shot this after what they were originally going to make that creation montage mm-hmm. that we were talking about, and then they decided like, no, we'll just have him pull it out of a river instead. Right. Like I feel like this should have been the final step of them creating. This dragon slayer spear. Yeah, because there's no. Because like, this he... doesn't make any sense. Right. And then he ruins the guy's anvil. Because Galen is kind of a shithead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a bad sorcerer. He's, he's Schmendrick esque. And look, Valerian's backing out of the scene, which means she's about to probably go do something stupid. With a bad Well, you'd think. You it turns think. out she's not. Right. He's just going to go and round up some chickens. But it's one of those things, it takes you a while to realize what she's doing. Yeah, well, but, it, it's... Yeah. I only remembered because I, like, the the scenes with the shield are, are actually really, really cool, even though, as Arian said, he would have lost some of his little afro for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, she's, so she's going back, and she, she actually goes into the dragon's cave. Well, That's I think she's just in the vicinity. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, this top's even my worst. Oh, no, wait, you're right. She does actually go in, because yeah. that's where she encounters the baby. Right. Yeah. And we know from the beginning of the movie, when she was pretending to be a boy, that she was like, she was the only one in her village that's ever actually gone into the cave. Right. Oh, yeah, because she brought those scales in the tooth. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. I was absolutely asleep during this part, because I did not realize that she made the shield out of dragon scales. You are such a bozo. <laughs> Very Very well, he knew he was going to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, let's count on y'all to pick up the slack. I got shit-faced last night and went to bed at like 6.30 this morning, but I managed to stay awake through our commentary. <laughs> oh, I'm awake during the commentary. It works between 2 and four, uh, two and 6 a.m. I stayed up. Granted, I drank a bunch of coffee. This is why I'm about to have to go back upstairs and pee yet again. Ruin the anvil. Thanks, dickhead. You're probably exhausted from wearing those shoes. <laughs> yeah. Just the will I'm of, ex- like, dealing with looking at your feet. I'm exhausted sitting next to them. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, we also missed here the, we see the little, uh, the baby di- uh, dragon. Yeah. yeah. I almost said dinosaur. The baby dragon. <laughs> They're different um, things. They're different things, right. yes. Um... But I like that. Actually, kind of sets up that there's more than one thing to fight. Yeah, yeah. You know, and which is a smart thing to do because our well, again, 
I, I said this prior to knowing there was an additional 20 minutes of the movie that I would have rather not have been there. Yeah. Uh, but it was a smart thing to do because once he's fighting the dragon, that's your big epic conclusion. There's yeah. only so much of that you can have. So adding the baby dragons <laughs> in mm-hmm. was, uh, was, was a nice way to sort of extend the action. I love, I love. She gives him the shield. She says, "I made this from dragon scales. It might keep the fire off here. It might, it might not. not. It might not. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, there's almost the undertone of a dumbass." <laughs> she's like, "Well, then she she even calls him an idiot." Yeah, she's like, "You're probably going to die, and this is the last time you'll see me." I, I like this. This is her character kind of getting back into form after being. Uh, not much of anything for the yeah. past twenty. Well, again, we've, we've reduced the number of active characters mm-hmm. that are that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. It works and, better, and yeah, and it works way better. The story starts to make a little more sense. We get a little more flow. I wonder if there's like a a renegade cut of this movie where they cut out all the extraneous shit, all the bullshit. I mean, yeah. Well, there, there's a TV edit version. Yeah, that's a lot shorter, or because you know once they figure for commercial. Right, what's, right. What's the the cut of the Star Wars? Wasn't there a cut of the of the Star Wars prequels? Someone done. So, someone did a cut. I think it cuts out like all the jar the, the Jar Jar cut. Yeah, or, yeah. I wonder or, if there's one of those for this. Uh, mm, well, where like we cut out some of the dumb bullshit. I don't think anybody's probably put that much. Nobody cares about this. Movie. I mean, there's probably yeah. one person that cares that. Of course, much. of course. I think too, having watched this now once and. I think if magic was not necessary to kill the dragon, as we find out at the end, spoiler, sorry, yeah. Valerian could have been the dragon slayer. If she'd have walked in there with that, with the dragon slayer sword, well, I, I, think, I think she could have taken the dragon. See, I still like the idea of of both of them having, yeah. like, it, it takes magic and somebody and a warrior that's pure of heart, and that... You know, yeah, if you want to throw the eclipse in, sure, throw mm-hmm. in the, the eclipse, whatever. The love but story. I, I think the the idea of, well, you know what? Uh, that could have even been an interesting plot point, is the warrior that is pure of heart uh, literally has to be a virgin mm-hmm. to kill the dragon. So it's right. it's it's a, like, the sacrifice is a virgin, but it also takes that to, to kill it. That would, could have been kind of interesting as well. And I know in our first watch through, someone compared it to the kind of like compared parts of this to the Star Wars prequels. Um, and, you know, I think we mentioned that like the Star Wars prequels, the two leads had very little chemistry together. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, 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 they kiss don't. like they're actually related. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> That's right. Yes, I remember. Yeah. They, they would have been better just working together. Yeah. Yeah, if you take the romance angle out, some of their story gets a lot better. Yeah. Mm, I like, too, that the princess goes to her fate without, like, no, don't put the hood over me, so right. I don't want to see it coming. Yeah. She is a very strong character in here, and I, I, I kind of wish... Yeah, that she, she gets eaten by some baby dragons. she gets eaten by some baby dragons. So, maybe not so smart after all. No, but, but and that's a nice yeah. reveal for Galen. Like that's yeah. his coolest moment in the whole movie. Yeah, that was not as cool. <laughs> he could have looked cooler. Oh, and there he is, Tyrion. Now, 
Did you guys have a problem with the fact that Galen was able to hold his own against Tyrion? Yes. 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 That did not seem plausible to me. Even though he had a, a weapon with a longer range, mm. and Tyrion's hair looks like a big brown cotton ball. I uh, did like that move with the shield. Right. That yeah. he then throws away Swan after he deflected the one thing. Right. But, but well, yeah. but it's not like he's going to be able to use that thing one handed. I know, but and, but no, I I agree. I th- I think Tyrion should have been like on the verge of kicking his ass. Yeah, you know. And, and if they did have to have this battle, then we needed something earlier in the movie that showed Galen being in any way competent right. at. Anything. Well, he's even incompetent here. He still somehow wins. Yeah. And I guess maybe they're showing the power of the Dragon Slayer, like the blade itself. Well, Uh, and I think too. I mean, it almost seems like an accident when he kills Tyrion here. Well, I mean, it's not an accident, but it is lucky that Tyrion just ends up where he is. He does try to save the princess, tells her to run. Yeah, and then she she's does. like, no, that's not the point here. <laughs> Goes right to the dragon. So, yeah, so the royal family here, as you, just like her father, she's doing what's best for the kingdom. Right. And also, it's apparently very cold that night. You know, this is interesting, too, because, well, we've already seen that Tyrion's a murderer. But I I was going to say, potentially, he really doesn't even have to kill Galen. He just has to keep him from stopping her. And then Galen just murders him. Yeah, because we did just hear her scream off. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he could have just, they could have both run off. Yeah. And been like, holy shit, what just happened? We'll save you. Nope. Like that that almost seems a little brutal on Galen's part. Uh, matter of fact, I thinking about it now, adding that to the fact the the fight that we get in a minute here where it almost to me and, and you guys maybe didn't take it this way. But it's almost sad when he's killing Vermithrax pejorative. Like, I, I almost felt like it wasn't quite right somehow. Well, they they, they haven't, in the, the writing of this, they really haven't established that the dragon is evil. Right, yeah, no. They have not established that Tyrion was, was evil. That, even though... They're the bad guys just because they're against our hero here. And I, I think that kind of... Actually, yeah, because you're right. There's and If you look at it from a certain point of view, Galen is probably the villain of the piece. Yeah. I think he's just worthy and incompetent. Oh, that's ghastly. Look at that. Just yeah. eating chunks of flesh out of her. This surprised me. I half expected, with everything we'd seen so far, that Galen would save the princess. Oh yeah, I totally like. I yeah, I had too. forgotten that that they eat her, and it's actually kind of fun. Now this is tremendous. Watch this. 
Zoop! There goes your head. There can be only one. So that's the one time he remembers that that is a cutting implement yes. as well as a stabbing yeah. implement. But, uh, yeah, they, they didn't really do enough. Like, obviously, that was a nice little jump scare. I like that. Uh, you know, obviously, we don't want the dragon eating our virgins every five years, but the dragon is honoring the deal. Mm-hmm. The dragon has never said, okay, this year you need to give me five virgins. This right. year you need to give me ten virgins. Like, he's honoring the deal, yep. and he's a freaking dragon. I mean, what do you expect out of the guy? Right, and and one virgin could barely feed the little ones here. Right, so it's it's almost you almost feel bad for the dragon. Well, and I and I said we don't know that the dragon isn't collecting the virgins for food for its babies. Right. Well, I mean, I don't probably not. I feel like the virgin thing is is on the dragon's part, on Vermithrax pejorative's part. I feel like it's the principle of the thing because right. one little virgin is not feeding that dragon right. or no. its offspring well, for five years. No, it's, no, it's like baby veal is better than old hard veal. Right. I think maybe that too. It's like saw it's yeah, I, there's more of a <laughs> Actually it would have been interesting to find out that like how is the dragon surviving? Right. In between eating virgins every five years, because it's a giant dragon. Right. It's, you could have established the dragon is a constant threat that we that is actually destroying other villages, but it leaves our village alone right. because we do this. Yeah. Like, there, there's there's a lot of gaps here. Yeah, massively. So they they really haven't done enough to vilify Vermithrax pejorative to the point where I feel like it deserves to be stabbed in the face with a giant <laughs> spear. Vermithax is a certain kind of paleo and does intermittent fasting for five minutes. <laughs> well, this is... It's also from a time, too... Well, no, like he's over, a virgintarian. Yeah. <laughs> this is also from a time, too, when he's a dragon, he's the monster, he's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it in the context of an 80s, early 80s movie... Yeah. yeah. He, he's a monster, he's the villain. And we don't even know that the dragon's a he. We're more woke now. But, and we're well, and that, that is one of the few things that Dragonheart has to recommend it, is it goes against that assumption that dragons are just evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And really, that's the entire plot of how to train your dragon. Right. That the dragons are, are, are evil and should be frightened. And... Right, because even when the dragon... Okay, here we see how he gets out to the rock. Yes. Okay, I missed this before. Uh, I must have been napping with Rad Ranger. <laughs> you guys are spooning. That's yes. that's a new. Uh, that's going to be yes. the new podcast. Napping, napping with Red Ranger. Ranger. <laughs> I just because I remember thinking, why would you go out in the middle of the lake here? But because it's going to look cooler. Mm. Dun-na, dun-na. It's going to look totally Dragon Slayer. And this is the point where you realize the dragon is not quite as big as we previously mm-hmm. thought it was. Like, it's still big, don't get me wrong. I would shriek and run away. But it, it's not... At, like, when when Valerian threw that tooth on the table yeah. at the beginning of the movie, that tooth is way bigger than any... Well, and here we have a scale issue, because now Vermithrax pejorative looks gigantic. Yeah. yeah. That was there a cool are a few shot. scale that issues. Was, that was a tremendous shot. Okay, so here, I think that shot right there, we can say, is the scale that they intended... For the for Vermithrax pejorative 
Like, that's true scale. Yeah. That's I, side shot. I'd also like to say, they never actually call him by name in the movie. They do. Do they? No, the, at the beginning, the sorcerer says, Vermithrax pejorative is, oh. is a uh, an old dragon. It's He's weakening. He's, uh... Yeah. It, like, he... He, he runs. Oh, I, missed, I totally missed that. The king doesn't like. You were nappy. He leaves off. I, I did. That he does refer to him as Vermithrax. Yeah. So. I do love these shots here of the dragon. <laughs> this is where most uh, a, a good chunk of their eighteen million one. I think. Oh yeah. Well, and so much like that is amazing. That shot right there, and even the stuff where they've got uh, the superimposed dragon kind of crawling around, like that. That's mm-hmm. a really good shot. Yeah. Uh, it's it's what what did you say the process was called? Uh, it was developed by ILM and they called it Go Motion. Okay, it was a motion. It was a um, it's stop motion, but they made some changes to blur some motion blurs, right? So that it was less jerky when they were doing stop motion. So that's why they called it Go Motion. And I imagine there had to be some puppetry involved mm-hmm. as well, right? Well, and, At least and, for the babies. Yeah. And I think... Well, we the babies to, and the close-up shots of the head. Yeah. yeah. Like, like this, this. This is puppetry. Yeah. There's a really good shot where the dragon tilts its head. Like, you, and you, you can almost tell it's pissed. Yeah. Um, that I really like that, you know, the puppetry on that is awesome. But this is probably precursor stuff too that led to some of the stuff we got, like the Rancor and. Uh, uh, this looks Jedi to me. This looks better than the Rancor yeah. shots because out of the entire Star Wars series, those shots of the Rancor are just. I can't believe they haven't fixed those. Yeah, they stand out as being really not. Yeah, they're bad. They're not as bad as anything involving Charger. Well, no, I just mean visually. Yeah, yeah. like not. Content wise, but visually, yeah. like the, no, I mean, the rancor takes me I, I out have of like a like a involuntary reaction to any gungan. <laughs> uh, the rancor actually takes me out of the movie in a way that nothing else. Is that because does. of the 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 different shades? Yeah, it's, you can Luke see where yeah. it's superimposed and and just. Like when Luke is in front of it, it's just rough. And like this, yeah. you know, they use they use models, they use little figures of Galen. Like, like right here, in just a second, where like that. That's not bad. I mean, it's not great, but for the time and yeah. compared to other things we got, like it looks pretty good. Probably better than anything in Beastmaster. Well, we'll have to watch Beastmaster at some point, and yeah. Uh, Determine That's the accuracy one, of that statement. Oh, and the oh, dragon no. slayer has been broken. I love the fingers. I love the articulated fingers at the end of the wing arms, and I and I love the design of, of Vermithrax pejorative, like the the walking around, like it has a lizard like walk, but you see that those are the wing arms. Yeah, like, it's kind it, of it's, like weird bird lizard hybrid. It, it's a very very Dungeons and Dragons dragon. Mm-hmm. Here's, yeah. here's where I felt like we missed the scene. He's, well, he's being attacked by the fire, the dragon's fire, and then Valerian finds him outside. In retrospect, like I kind of get it, because the point was... He couldn't beat it. Yeah. Like he he couldn't get the job done. He he narrowly escaped. Like because he was 
when he dropped the shield and the spear, he was trying to get out. Mm-hmm. And then Vermithrax just caught up with him. So, yeah, it's a little clunky, but I get it. I get the point there. It's like, yeah. I, I couldn't do it. I, know, I, do, I guess the, the thing for me is, well, why, why did the dragon... And I can't, uh, why did Verma say it for me? Vermithrax pejorative. Why did the why did why did it not follow him out? Right. Yeah. yeah it's like did he let him go? Did well, but the, and that's what I think is some muffins in the oven. <laughs> the timer <laughs> go as a as a warning to all others who fuck with me. Well, and, and seriously, I mean, again, they have attributed this dragon with sentience and decision making. So I do think it was all right. That, that's. Oh, but he he killed the babies. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that didn't like, work. Why, why why would he have let him go? It, it was another one where he's just standing in the middle middle of the lake. It was we need Galen to get out of the cave. Why why would Vermithrax let him go? Just shh, just keep going. Could it have been a keep yeah, a, a little extra scene where he caused it to collapse? I don't know. It, it could have been anything. I mean, but yeah, it just kind of it takes that leap because they need it to to for the story. It's not necessarily a logical leap. So at this point, uh, I became, on our first run-through, I became really confused because my memory of this movie was that Galen's battle with the dragon was the end of the movie. (laughs) I did not remember any of this next 20 minutes that we get. Right. To the point Wait, where... Wait, only 20 minutes. Oh, my gosh. longer. To the point where right now, in my head, I was thinking, oh, are they just going to leave? Is that the end of the movie? Right. They're they, they going to kill the dragon and they're leaving now? They're setting up for the sequel. So, if, right. <laughs> uh, see, I, I was very confused at this point. And honestly... And this guy's taken over as the priest. Yes, yeah. he has taken Sir Jacobus... Yeah, uh, yeah. Ian McDiarmid. He's taken your your. Yeah. Steve uh, Wozniak is now the priest. Yeah, but you're right. They're leaving. They're getting back in the boat. Yeah, and Valerian has apparently agreed to join him, so she might not be a virgin much longer. Well, they're in love, yeah. right? For some reason, so for reason to do it because yeah. he saw her medieval bush. Here's our. And there are four sons. One of them is about to be eclipsed. No, yeah, there's just one son. What? It's still what are Earth. Those four this other is Earth. Things? But what are those other things in the sky? They're lens flare. <laughs> no, seriously, it was just. Yeah. You've never seen a shot of the sun where it had the. Haven't you ever seen a JJ Abrams movie? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you find this guy? The eclipse part that's did come out of the blue to me as well. <laughs> the, the stuff with the eclipse kind of came out of the blue to me, but he, he sees something. I do like the callback that he can stare into water, the surface of water, and see the future. Yeah. And that helps him know that we need to go run back with the ashes. You know but, what uh, You know what would have been nice is maybe, remember the scrolls I was referencing that don't exist in the movie mm-hmm. that would have had the drawing of the, the dragon slayer spear? Maybe another scroll with a picture of a guy stabbing a dragon in an eclipse in the sky. Yeah. Maybe that would have fleshed yeah. out our motivation and a little bit. Maybe this isn't Earth because this eclipse does not move the way that eclipses move. That is true. Because this is coming from under the sun as opposed to the side of the sun. Well, this is a medieval eclipse. 
the Earth rotated differently back. Yes. Yeah. And also, and also, it was flat. Really, it's Galactus standing up. Who are it's flat? We just spin around this way. Yeah, we're like a record. Yes, exactly. That's right. The Earth hadn't rounded itself out yet. So they, they're, we're back in the Dragon's Cave. Very quickly. Yes. Uh, with uh, Galen and Valerian. The last 15 minutes. Yes. And then, what? in in a fit of utter stupidity, he goes, well, they look like they're married here, because <laughs> she's clearly not happy with anything he's done. Which he is understandable, says, he turns, because he's an incompetent yeah, moron. He turns and takes off with a weight. Yeah, he out. says, wait here. Well, he didn't and want to look at the grody, chewed up princess. Yeah. I don't want to have to deal with my mistake. My bad. So. Well, no, and, and let's be fair to Galen. Uh, he was trying to rescue the princess. Yeah, that's on, that's she, on, that's on her. Right. That's, yeah. on her. that's her. He, she could have wandered off she, wherever. She, she was fully possessed of her agency mm. yeah. when she got eaten by those this is true. tiny little vermithraxes. Vermithraces. Now he's going to spread the real sorcerer's ashes. Twinkle, twinkle, twinkle. And he just inhaled all of that, all of that dead sorcerer. He's not going to sneeze out sorcerer. Gross. Sorcerer? He's going to have sorcerer boogers for if there's months. there's one thing Keith Richards can tell you, <laughs> you'll, just snort a you'll, sorcerer. Never, you'll never get as high as you will off the snorting sorcerer ashes. That's the good shit right there. And his reaction here, like he's, oh, what happened? It's like he's never seen magic. Like he's confused by everything that happens. This is the big reveal where we find out that the whole reason everything's happened is just because the real sorcerer was lazy and didn't want to grab the wall. He cast a magic spell so that he could be stabbed and put in a bag. I cleaned my tires with something that was that color yesterday. <laughs> I am. A, I, I tell you what, I'm a big mark for green fire. I yeah. like some green fire. That's pretty cool. So you're a fan of the wildfire on the Game of Thrones? Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Too. It's good stuff. Right, because Galen in this movie really is just a tool to, uh, to get him You could have ended but your sentence right there. <laughs> but he you really are is a, correct. He really is a tool of the sorcerer to get things from one place to another. Yeah. He, yeah. Even though he's the hero, the he's not, I mean... He's not really. He's, he's not, not important. Really the hero. He could have been taken out and somebody... He could have gave that to Valerian. And right. He could have been replaced by a really intelligent horse. Yeah. yeah. Actually, a moderately intelligent which is, which is my issue with this. Like, they're, they're, oh, I'm back to take care of everything for you. I you, am, It's not the hero's journey. Right. No. I am early it's, the, it's the lazy old sorcerer's journey. Yeah. Yeah. Galen does... There is n- very little that Galen does that actively solves the problem. Yeah, I mean, he gets involved with the people and all that and gets a bunch of people killed. <laughs> you could have given a cat the amulet and just filmed it running across the countryside and still had most of the same movie. Well, and, But it would have been a cute cat. And yeah. how many people would still be alive if this fucking asshole had just right. put on his shoes, which probably weren't a hideous shade of red, I and just mean, walked uh, across uh, the country to the dragon cave and taking care of business? These shoes make me run faster. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, because you're trying to hide them from people. Don't look at me! Run, run, run. Now they make me like the Flash. <sighs> and we don't get a scale of... I mean, this is obviously Earth, but 
the dragon really only attacks this one village over and over. Yeah. The, well, it's because they're the ones pissing right. them off. The dragon hasn't declared war on Earth. If, if you if some ants bite your foot, you don't go kicking every ant pile in the yard. You go to the one that produced these ants. You might. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've wrecked up some ants. Fuck all of you. <laughs> I just don't have that kind of vengeance in me. I just assume I, that they're all I part like of this. They're all part of the same ant colony, and. You know, I figure one day if they ever excavate the state of Georgia, it'll just be one large <laughs> hill underneath the. Really, that's what that's what Stone Mountain is. It's an that <laughs> cracked yet. Yeah. Oh gosh, what a nightmarish pump that is! Oh, I love that shot. Uh, that man, that just there it so is. Good. The the, yeah. the head tilt with the. It's like this fucking guy. Bet you didn't walk here, you lazy ass. <laughs> That's what we need is Vermithrax pejorative uh, actually talking in this movie. Letting us know what he thinks, or she, whichever, about everything that's going on. This is fucked. Oh, I like how he just goes, oh yeah, she pretended to be a boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he knew that. I, if he didn't realize that, then he may not be the sorcerer to solve all of our problems. Well, let's face it here. His final solution is not exactly... Um, I'm going to turn myself into a bomb yeah, and uh, blow the dragon up. Really? I'm going to suicide bomb the like, dragon. Like, you can't summon nuclear fireballs or something? You have to turn yourself into a bomb. Well, he, and, but he summons, like, lightning bolts at one point. Which is awesome, by the way. Yeah. He comes back from the dead. <laughs> right. Well, and then I don't know. That may, it, it could be ar- it could be argued that that was more of a matter transformation thing because mm-hmm. he talks about they they actually do mention alchemy mm-hmm. uh, at a few true. points in the because the king we 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 overlooked that whole, yeah we overlooked yeah, that true. hilarious scene where the king is trying to use the power of his divine right. <laughs> to use the amulet to turn lead into gold. Yeah. <laughs> By the order of the king, I command you, you to turn right. into gold. Well, there is one point before before Galen loses it where they're talking about all the gold, and he says, want me to turn it to lead? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and see, that was a funny moment. Yeah. If there had been more funny little things like that, this movie would have been a lot more charming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, uh, and, and this again, in the Fantasia... Stuff comes into it because you've got the you know the guy on the mountaintop doing magic shit, fixing, and, uh, fixing the apprentice's bullshit. And and I would right now buy the uh, Chernabog versus Vermithrax pejorative pay per view. Yeah, I would be down with that. That'd be a good one. Although I think Chernabog would probably take him to Chernabog City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing Chernabog with a dumbass tattoo on his head. <laughs> Of himself. No, it would be a tattoo of the, the Dragon Slayer spear. No, oh, you're right. If he was fighting Vermithrax pejorative. <coughs> With stupid brass knuckles on it. Oh gosh. Why? I wonder if anybody has ever told Brock Lesnar how stupid <laughs> no. his tattoo is. You know that nobody has. No. Thing, he'd rip their head off and shit down their neck. I know. You imagine the poor tattoo artist when he's like, hey, my five-year-old drew a picture of a sword <laughs> and a tattoo on my chest. <laughs> Are you, uh, okay. Anything, I'm on it, buddy. Anything you say. Whatever you say, Mr. Lesnar. <clears throat> 
You can either do it or I wanted, and this is something I forgot to mention earlier. Uh, when I was younger, I wanted that amulet so freaking bad. Oh my gosh. And then you worked at Hot Topic where you could have gotten one. Oh no, you're, um, I got, uh, there was a store called Sword of the Phoenix. There were actually two locations, one at Lenox Mall, one at Perimeter Mall. I remember that store. And uh, they had all the Dungeons and Dragons and miniatures and all that kind of stuff. And they had some jewelry. And I got a, it's, it's, it was a pewter dragon's claw with a crystal orb in it on like a, a black thong like that. I, I feel like we've all had one of those I, one in our life. Dude, I bought that thing and I wore it to school once. <laughs> <laughs> but only you, once. You only wear something like that to school one time. Do you know what I was wearing with it? One of those MC Escher shirts. <laughs> Remember when those were the hot uh, shit? You'd go to Art Explosion and yes. buy your MC Escher yeah, shirt. Yeah, you have the stairs and the hands um, each other. No, I had, uh, I can't remember the, exactly what the it was. Self-portrait in the globe? No, it, it might have been a combination of several of those things. It might have been like the, the MC Escher all over print. <laughs> I, I, I can't remember exactly what it was. It's better, better choking on my soda. It was, I, yeah. I did not notice this in our first. Were you, were you also but. carrying your books in saddlebags? Wait, wait, wait for Bobby <laughs> to finish. Bobby. Awesome. Sure. I was going to say, I didn't notice the first go around, but see, notice his wing is ripped. The lightning. Yeah, yeah, the lightning ripped. I did notice that. I did that. not notice yeah, that. Yeah, the lightning ripped a hole in his wing. And he screamed like it was a solid yeah. dragon scream, yeah. too. No, I didn't. Uh, I never. Well, by the time. I was the age that Sean was when he was purchasing saddlebags. I think I'd evened out a little bit. Like, I had developed some self-awareness. So, I was kind of clear of that sort of decision. I was buying them well past any time I should have been buying saddlebags. I was redefining myself for the upkeep That's, time in college. You're, you're implying that there's a time one should buy saddlebags. <laughs> When one, when one does not actually own a horse. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure mine, such a time exists. Yeah. Mine was one time in high school I actually wore parachute pants. and that was, This was the 80s. That's not really that bad. Uh, that, that was every once. day in elementary school. Yeah, wow. I, I had... Not only did I have a couple of pairs of parachute pants, uh, I had some, like, fake pleathery... Parachute, like they, they were parachute pants. Right. They were the same kind of cut with all right. the pockets and zippers and shit, but they were like pleather. Nice. It was. You were like, I'm going to be Nikki Six in eighth grade. Yeah, well, that wasn't the, I don't even know what my intention was with those, because it actually bothered me that You're they weren't parachute You're going to be oh, Murphy. All right, here's that. the big, big moment. And he's like, all right, kid, seriously, let's get on this. And this is where we find that the true Dragon Slayer is actually the crystal that's been on his neck the entire time. No. Well, no, the Dragon Slayer stole the sorcerer. Yeah, and a rock. Really? And yes, and a rock. Or, and a rock. or was it the king who shows up at the end and sticks the sword? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. For all that, intents, as far as anybody in the land is concerned, it's it's king. The king has a tremendous yes. something Rex, Cassius, Cassius Rex, Rex or something yeah. like that. Great king name. Yeah. I to be honest, that's probably. Of all the representation, of all the spots we see of the king in this movie, 
that's probably the only real like low down. Oh come on, man! Right, right. right. Like everything well, else, but, you could you could but, justify. But, what but he's that's doing. what happens when I'm in a monarchy like that. Even oh, then, he's doing that for the benefit of his kingdom, right? Because him looking strong is only good for the kingdom. Yeah, right? this is true. Plus, like he, his daughter died. This whole debacle, so mm-hmm. he might as well get something out of it. It's it's essentially the equivalent of Obama saying he killed Bin Laden. It's the mm-hmm. same, like it's yeah, it's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yes, true. he yes, of course he's going to say that. He was freaking responsible when it happened. Yes, he gets to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He so it's the same thing here. Like happened on his watch. Right. That's exactly. Right. He he told Galen go kill the dragon. Right. You know, Galen would have done it if I hadn't uh, directed him. You know, and so yeah, giving him the annulet back. Yes, none of this would have been possible. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's uh, I'm good with that. That's how shit works. Yeah, but I love grow to, up, people. I love that there's this big proclamation. He's giving this big speech, and here comes the king. And yeah, he yeah. just walks up. And <laughs> doesn't even say anything. Yeah. And the dead dra- uh, dead uh, Vermithrax pejorative looks. Like abs- Look at those dainty really little gross. slippers. That's so but good. But they're not red. No, they're not red. You're right about he has that. He purple socks, though. Uh, well, I can support that. I've had purple socks. Uh, <laughs> I figured, yeah, I I figured in this crowd Ugh. purple socks were okay. Um, but, the yeah, the dead dragon looks tremendous. Yeah, but nasty. I, but I love this. He doesn't even stick the sword all the way. He just kind of... Oh, well, that's all you need. Yeah. That's all. That's Fun as much off. as you need. <laughs> right, and you Cassiodorus Rex, that is tremendous. A little look there that would have felt better, like I said, if the tone of the movie had been a little different. Had they laughed at that point. Yeah. Oh, what are you going to do? This is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. This is one of those beautiful shots of the whole movie. And I guess they're walking back to the boat? Uh, I don't know. There's no time. They don't now. They don't need to run away because the dragon's dead. If only we had a horse. They should really just go back to uh, the sorcerer's castle and just hang out there because it's a freaking castle. Well, I figure that's why they were on their way back to the boat. And then here's the horse that I I I now I'll go with you on that. That's that's the cart horse. Yeah. Returning for one last grand romp through some water. Snorting. <laughs> Hooray for subtitles. Alright, so there you go. That's the end. That's Dragon Slayer. We did make it to the end of the movie, despite my expectations. I guess it was really only about 15 minutes past yeah. what I thought was the end. Uh, We're going to gallop through some more water. Or what, around some water. What is uh, Final Verdict uh, Red Ranger? Final Verdict on Dragon Slayer. Will you ever watch it again? Are you glad you've seen it? Should there be a remake? Uh, I support a remake. I think if you could get some writers in there that could actually kind of fix up some of the story and have it make sense, then there's a good movie... So you're saying not Akiva Goldsman. Right. Yeah. There's a good movie to be found here somewhere. Yeah. This is definitely rescuable, and I'll probably watch it. They're in the water! Yeah, there you go. Here's what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I will. I will probably. I can see myself like at some this. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I'm way more likely to watch this than I am crawl. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm way more likely to watch my dog take a shit than to watch crawl. <laughs> uh, you know what? I've never seen crawl. 
You're not missing. Have you ever seen Crow? I have never seen uh, it. Watch his dog shit. It's more you're, entertaining. You're missing <laughs> seeing a Cyclops that looks like AIDS. Looks like a jug. <laughs> it looks like uh, a jug of AIDS. Bobby Nash, how do you feel about Dragon Slayer? Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm surprised that it has not hit the remake button on it yet. I'm surprised someone somewhere, maybe it's just so... Uh, Man, not known that you know. Yeah, it's here. That's what I was looking for. It lost a good that, bit of money, so it well, could be that it's sort of been buried yeah. to time. I don't think it has so a big recognition that, level. Yeah, like I think somebody would have to sit down and watch it, like we just did, to pick out the worthy Blade elements Blade to Blade feel yeah. like a remake would would be warranted. So I think just saying Dragon Slayer, nobody's going to jump on that and be like, oh, there's some cool stuff there. Yeah. Like, I, I think you have to sit and watch it and be like, okay, I can see where this and this yeah, and this would be I, successful. I would, I would rather they just make new movies about Dragon. I would agree. I would agree. Like, yeah. I don't really think that you need, like, there, I don't think, like, enough people have enough invested in this. Like, like we just Coaster. made the point. Oh, sorry. Uh. I don't think enough people have enough invested in this for it to be worthy of a right. Like uh, yeah, the reason, like saying. they're rebooting, like Blade Runner, even though like they're both movies from the same time period, who that cost a lot of money for the time, the they ended value. up losing. Yeah, it's yeah, because Blade Runner went on to be a cult classic, right? And this did not, right? Like, so why would you bother? Well, the and, and the because, thing I'm coming you at, like it and you want it to happen. I'm <laughs> coming. I'm coming from the angle of there. Are, there are worthy ideas that so could steel, be like successfully men. revisited. But Hollywood looks at remakes as how much is is this set of words worth? Yeah, <laughs> right. so what is like this brand? How much steel, public recognition? And so that's the ideas and put them in an from Hollywood's <clears throat> perspective. Uh, yes, it's it's there's. I would, I would say that like. You're way more likely, actually, with the success of Game of Thrones, to get a new movie involving dragons made that doesn't have the baggage associated with it that this does. Well, but but uh, likelihood-wise, sure. But you agree that there are ideas in this movie and that there's a good story that could be made if somebody wanted to do it. Ish, but, like, the thing of it is is that it's so basic... It's like such a basic <coughs> hero's journey kind of story that like attributing any of it to like what any of these writers did. Yeah, that's true. Is, that's a good point. Like, yeah, there's it's, it, that's that's silly. Like yeah. it's 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 not bad, but it's very basic. So yeah. like I I think that like you could totally steal almost everything that's worth anything from this. And no one would ever know because it's very basic. Yeah, yeah. yeah you could do a good. Story Basically, I'm just saying you would have to use the name Vermithrax pejorative, and as a result, <laughs> it would be a remake of Dragon Slayer. And also, just the title Dragon Slayer is badass. Yeah. like those two things alone. Here, uh, here's, here's what like you could do like a sort of Mad Max reboot where you have like different person playing like. The main hero type character. You don't want Peter McNichol back? No, like, you can, you can do what they did with, like, the. Because, like, the guy who plays a Morton Joe, 
was a right. villain in the original. Yeah. So have Peter McNichol come back, and he's way he's a way better actor at this point in his he's career. The king. Yeah, and he the king. oh, he would be great. You could have him king. as the king. Yeah. You could have him as like the king's evil court wizard. Yeah. Just have him be some kind of villain type because he'd be great at that. Yeah. But like, I don't think there's like your point about making it like wanting the name Vermithrax pejorative in it is great. Okay, I'll give you that. And then it would basically have to be a reboot. Sure. But, like, other than that, I think that, like, everything that's worth anything in this, other than the name, from fact... Is pretty generic. Is mm-hmm. pretty generic. Yeah. And you just, like, transport that into a new movie about dragons. And yeah, because there's nothing groundbreaking in this story here. No. There's nothing here no. that stands out that makes you go, oh, my God, that's a Dragon Slayer moment. Not even... So, basically, you've convinced me that I need to just write a script... That's the good version of this, but not attribute anything to this at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm on it. All right, yeah, guys, exactly. we got to wrap this up because we've actually gone beyond the movie and the credits ending. Uh, Bobby Nash, where can we find you online? What are you up to? Uh, BobbyNash.com. I am writing and uh, getting ready for DragonCon in two two weeks. Oof, right around the corner. Yes. Huh? Uh, Arian, such a lazy man. Yeah. You will not be a Dragon Con. No, I won't be a Dragon Con. Red Ranger. Too, too much, too much. Uh, I will absolutely be a Dragon Con. Uh, I'm in the process of relaunching the RedRanger.com right now, and uh, if Ryan survives Prague, we'll be having some new episodes of Red Ranger's Radical Radcast with Ryan coming out. Uh-huh. Did you find your recorder, or did you just buy a new one? I bought a new one. <laughs> so you can lose that one? Yeah. Uh, when I move again. Solid? Yeah, yeah sounds solid good. Land. I'm just going to invest in Sony and buy recorders. Um, and where can we find you online? Uh, follow me. Pro- Instagram's probably the best at the Red Ranger, and then check out theredranger.com, uh, and be sure to come to the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show, where me and possibly these red shoes will be in character. See, they're appropriate for that. Yeah, no. <laughs> now, as, as long as you've got a red tuxedo on top of them. Quite possibly. Yeah, I hope so. Alright, that's it. We're done. Thank you for listening to this month's Needless Commentary. Dragon Con is just a couple weeks away. Bobby Nash, what are you pointing at? It got four and a half stars. That is those are that defies those are those logic. are ratings. Those are user ratings. Okay, yeah. like okay. In, like we've long established. Well, IMDb, words. it's got six point seven out of ten, which yeah. is it's actually a little surprising. But uh, well, we're wrapping it up. Tomato score is Dragon Slayer. Our Dragon Con needless commentary. Thank you, uh, commentators, and thank you, listeners. That's all. That's the first time we've gotten all the way to the end of the credits and beyond uh, doing one of these. And it's it's because, like I said in the beginning, or in the opening, I think maybe we were a little harder on the movie than it deserved. Uh, you know, and it does have some issues, but there's a lot there that's fun and cool. And man, the visuals, very much like Masters of the Universe... What was good, the production design, the costuming, was great. Uh, it was mainly issues with just the story, but, you know, we did have fun watching the movie. And, and I, like I said, I'll watch it again in a few years, no problem. I just, I want more dragon movies. Like, cool, badass dragon movies, not like heartfelt. There's nothing wrong with, like, Pete's Dragon and stuff like that. But, like, 
I want cool badass dragon movies because dragons are badass. It's yeah, it's cool to like make fun of them. Well, I guess it's probably not anymore, but it's common. Uh, it's low hanging fruit. But man, dragons are awesome. I'll say it right now, and and you can record that and play it back and make it your ringtone. Dragons are kick ass. All right, so uh, Dragon Con right around the corner. Uh, follow me on Instagram as Phantom Troublemaker on Twitter as Phantom Troublemaker. Uh, follow the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show show. I'm trying to make that social media experience somewhat rewarding. Uh, that is happening Saturday at midnight in the Hyatt International South Ballroom. It is going to be ridiculous. Uh, all of the panels that I've talked about so far on the Needless Things podcast, you know, check them out. And I will be in the app. I'm an attending professional, although I think in the app it's just people that are there. I don't know. But I'll be there. That's it. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vix employee. And of course, it's at needlessthingssite.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh. <laughs>